This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the Sickle CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. As always, lots to discuss here tonight. Your calls are the primary element. If you make them joining you, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features on the site free. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for their websites. Ours free to you at freetalklive.com. Start things out by talking about some of the most unpopular people in America. Sex offenders. Uh These people are persecuted beyond belief. They are... Well, a lot of them, you know, a a goodly amount of them deserve it. Some of them do. But others who are maybe caught peeing behind a tree somewhere because they had to go to the bathroom are also labeled as sex offenders. It's a very big category. Our problem isn't really um, the the dislike of sex offenders as much as the government's mislabeling of sex offenders. And um, they want to, you know, the government is incentivized to scare people, so a larger number of people classified as sex offenders is helpful in that area. But but even when when we talk about how sex offenders can be considered people who are peeing in public or something like that or some somebody sort of, who had sex uh, you know a 16 year old and a 15 year old had yeah there's sex, that statutory know. rapists if you will which again as i've always said is an insult to uh real rape victims but these are people who can be classified as sex offenders and i think that most reasonable people once they're made aware of that would be would be shocked uh, by that the idea that somebody should be restricted from all kinds of uh freedoms for the rest of his life because he had to go to the bathroom uh, is, well, is pretty I think ludicrous. that the people peeing in, in, in the woods, uh, you know, peeing in public is a small percentage of people labeled as sex offenders. A much larger percentage are people that had sex with somebody who was, yeah. you know, for whatever reason, uh, you know, outside of the age bracket they were legally allowed to. And it really, you know, that, that sort of gets into the area, the gray area of someone's tolerance. Most people wouldn't have as big of a problem, wouldn't have a, pro, uh, wouldn't have a problem with a 16-year-old uh, having sex with a 15-year-old. Even though there are, you know, just dozens of cases that I've seen where things like that, just like that happen, where a 16-year-old guy has sex with a 15-year-old girl and bam, he's a sex offender for sometimes life. Sometimes it's not even sex. Sometimes it's taking pictures of nude uh, nakedness. If you're under, you know, 18 and you snap a picture of yourself in the mirror naked, you're a child pornographer now. Right. And mean, some that's... people might find a 25-year-old having, um, you know, a relationship with a 14-year-old, they might find that to be dis- distasteful. I tend to. However, then you have to ask yourself, are, are you ready to incarcerate that person for two, three, four years? And then do you think it's a good idea that they be labeled a sex offender for the rest of their life and have to report to people? You know, all kinds of things like that. And there are like so that. many restrictions on them. And, and, yeah. and that's why I want to... And they're all the same. And that's why it's yeah. different. I mean, if, well, you, if you have different levels, say, of sex offense, would even just make this somewhat relatively easy. Still, though, even if you had different levels of it, Mark, and in some cases there is a differentiation between a child uh, molester, sex offender, and the rest of them. So in some cases there are differences, uh, but generally... But like this one state, right? I don't know how many states it is. It, all I can say I is in it. some cases, because I know it, it is true in some places. But let's just talk about the worst of the worst. Let's talk about child sex offenders, people that are having sex, not with teenagers, but with real children. Right, people mm-hmm. that have not even possibly have developed to the point Are where you they could about raping have sex. them. Uh, yeah, rape or molest- molestation or whatever, doing something uh, very, very naughty with a. Well, a, I think that a there's. Child. Th- I think there's even uh, different. I th- I th- they're they're both bad. 
whether it's like a, you know, yes. just touching inappropriately or raping, obviously, you know. But raping's still, worse. That's worse, right. Exactly. right. It's they're one thing to bad. talk a kid into it. It's another thing entirely to grab them and, and I think drag it's them off someplace. And to say that because it's, you know, it's kind of like people who just want to say drugs are bad. Yep. And well, no, hold on. Drugs there's, are different. There's caffeine. There's alcohol. Yep. There's pot. There's cocaine. There's heroin. There's you alcohol know, and, <laughs> and methamphetamines, and 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 they're all very different. And so you can't just lump them all together, and you know. So. Right. Well, lumping everybody together makes it easier to just uh, not have to think about things, right? Because if you yeah. just lump everything together, then you can just say things like drugs are bad, sex offenders bad. Well, not all sex offenders are bad. Some of them, like you were saying, were involved in completely consensual things. But let's talk about the ones that were not involved in consensual acts. Child molesters, for instance. I still don't think that the amount of restrictions that are being placed on these people is in any way right or just. Let me give you an example. Or effective. Or effective. Even effective. I mean, if the goal is to prevent it from happening again, which I think is a good goal. I would think so, uh, yeah. Then then what about – let's think about things that actually work well. And I think a lot of it, like so many things that government does – uh, so much of it is done just to give us a you know a false sense of security like they're doing something and like the whole idea of putting restrictions on neighborhoods where people can live for instance is i think right. in, it's spectacularly retarded considering that most of the sex offenses take place within a family it's usually or, or the someone they, they know and it's it, you know it's and the notion of the guy that goes and hangs out at the playground to get kids i think is 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 it's i'm sure Hollywood. it's happened oh, it's absolutely happened, but, it's, happened. but it's not the the general case and Correct. so the and if they did want to do that and if they are going to do that then they'll just go to another neighborhood to do it. It doesn't matter where they live. And and they're also not likely to do it in their home necessarily. So the whole notion of putting like where the restrictions on where someone can live, that's um, just not effective. And not only is it not effective, it's also counterproductive. In many cases, when the government comes up with a, a program or a solution or something like that, when you actually take a look at it, ends up having unintended consequences that people just they didn't expect this was going to happen they didn't think it through far enough or whatever you can look at the war on drugs and you can see that more there are more drugs harder drugs available now than there have ever been you can look at the war on poverty and see that poverty certainly hasn't gone away uh and in this case with the sex offenders when you start telling them where they can't live that means that there are only so many more places where they can and here's one of them marietta georgia the associated press reporting that sex offenders nine of them have been ordered out of a makeshift camp behind an office park on Tuesday, sought housing that conformed to state law. The offenders, all of whom are men, had been directed to the spot by probation officers who said it was a site of last resort. <laughs> they were told to camp out there by the state agents. God. Georgia law bans the state. But now, I'd like to point out that these people are on probation, which means that you can't just pick up and move when you feel like it. Um, like w- what one person's thought might be, and m- what mine is, is what the heck are these people still doing in Marietta, Georgia? Get out of there. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not cheap to move, A, and B... When Especially on, not after you've gotten kicked out of jail or whatever when you're just fresh out of... When you're on probation, moving is, isn't that easy. You have to ask these people. If they just pick up and move to some other state... VLP. Right. They'll get violated and go back to jail. So I, just before you jump in with that one, um, you know, that, that people need to know it. Georgia law bans the state's 16,000 sex offenders from living, working, or loitering within 1,000 feet of schools, churches, parks, and other places children gather. Churches. Mm-hmm. Churches. Oh, I've got a one thousand, about a church coming up. A thousand feet from a church. That really does cut off just about everything. Sure. So what you want to do is... Get yourself a map of wherever, Marietta, Georgia, in this case. and start As if you know where all the churches are. Right. Get a protractor, get a list of all the churches, and start drawing you know, circles around all of the thousand-foot areas in which uh, you are not allowed to be. And you'll find out there are very, very few places where you actually 
are allowed to be. You can't work, live, or loiter within a thousand feet of schools, churches, parks, or other places that, children gather. This sounds completely disruptive to even functioning. You can't. I, I mean, if you've ever, you know, if you've ever been on a, I've been on apartment hunts before on a, like a limited budget. You know, as a student or whatever, even not as a student, just, you know, moving to a new place, you've got to find an apartment. And it's already a difficult job to find, a, you know, right. a place to live. And and then to, to have like this incredibly restrictive area. And, you know, I, I think probably as a registered sex offender, possibly having been out of prison, just recently out of prison or something. You probably are on a very limited budget. And that's why it doesn't surprise me. They end up camping out in the woods. Right, it's going to be hard enough for them to find a place after having to admit to their landlord that they just got out of the uh, out of prison. Right. Hey, where have you lived for the last year? In jail. And it's difficult to uh, and, and they're probably required to tell people I'm a registered sex probably. offender. It's it's difficult to tell people uh, to to uh, to feel badly for this particular group of people um, because of their label and all that other stuff. But if you don't, then what are they left to? If you treat them like dogs, what do you expect them to act like? That, this yeah. is I'm sorry. I don't want to treat anyone like an animal. I don't care if you killed ten people. I don't want to treat a human being like an animal. And 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 I and I I am I just I don't have patience for these people who I don't know. Maybe they're doing it so that people will not look. Look at them badly or something, you know, they look, you know, so that they can express, oh, this is how much I hate these types of people. That means I'm a good person because I hate these bad people. I'm sorry, but get over that uh, and try to express some humanity for other people. Well, Absolutely. I don't, it, it, no person should be treated like an animal. I understand locking someone away if they're dangerous, especially dangerous if they're dangerous to children. These or people something, have been but, let out. They've, they've been let out for a reason, right? I mean, they're done with their sentence. Well, it, you also have to consider that people are just the, hateful. The, the, yes. same, the same sex offenders uh, have, in some cases, victimized other people. So they're hateful individuals, Toll-free too. numbers 800-259-9231. But if you show them hate, then how are they ever going to you know, change? More coming up. Free Talk Live. It's time. Wake up. This is just in case you care. And yeah, I'm talking to you. That's my booklet of truth for the people of America and the wake up call for action to save our freedom. Get a copy for you and your friends at yamtalkingtoyou.com and get involved with saving our country. That's yamtalkingtoyou.com. If you want to be part of the solution, otherwise, just go back to sleep. You'll adjust to enslavement. Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Features including the chat room. You can go in there any old time. Best time is during the show, of course. Chat.freetalklive.com. And get interactive with some of our other listeners. That's chat.freetalklive.com. Perhaps you may own or know someone who has a company that is struggling to collect money owed from past due accounts. Delinquent accounts are problematic, not only from the standpoint of diminished revenues, but businesses find themselves sidetracked by the arduous tasks of trying to collect on these accounts. Consequently, valuable time and resources are pulled away from principal operations. SACL CAI liberates businesses from inefficiencies and the vexing task of collections. SACL CAI, you can see their banner at freetalklive.com. All right, so we're talking about the probably the most persecuted class of people in the United States today, the sex offender. Cigarette smokers are, you know, they're they're pretty persecuted, but not even as close, near as close as uh, as the sex offenders. 
so-called. Of course, as we've already pointed out, there are lots of differences between so-called sex offenders. Some of them can be people who are involved in completely consensual activities with people that might just be under some arbitrarily legally set age. Others could be people peeing out in the woods that got caught for it. Uh, And in some cases, they are actually dangerous individuals or people who have uh, done things that they shouldn't have with very young children. But nonetheless, as you were pointing out a few moments ago, Dale, they all deserve to be treated humanely. And the way they're treated once they get out of jail is anything but. It's The way they're treated is anything but helpful to getting them reintegrated back into society. If somebody decides, as many people do, that once they've gotten in trouble for whatever it is they did, molesting a child or something like that, that they are sorry and that they want to make a better life for themselves, the sex offender laws make it impossible for them to do that unless they leave the country i mean that might be the only real good way for a sex offender to actually you know have a a possibly good life out in the future because all around the united states there are laws that they're more draconian in some places than others but they're awful all over the place in georgia they're particularly bad the story we have is about a group of sex offenders who have been told to leave a makeshift camp behind an office park after they've been told they could be there by probation officers. Why are they camping out behind an office park? Well, it's because the laws in Georgia prevent them from being within a 1,000 feet of schools, churches, parks, and other places children gather, which means they pretty much can't be anywhere, which means that the laws they have to supposedly protect people from sex offenders, number one, don't do anything, because... How can you tell what someone's doing when they're going about their day? They could very easily go and walk somewhere and, and do something naughty if they if they wanted to. That's what gets me. It's who cares where your house is? If you're going to – and it hardly – I mean it's a weird case anyway. Like most sex offenders, are, it's happening in their family and things like that and people they know. But if you're going to go and cruise a uh, playground to uh, take advantage of a child – what difference does it make where you live? It, it's just ludicrous. What it does it just, is it drives them together. It drives the sex offenders all to the same places. And his is, this is an, this makes another really great point is if you consider somebody who molests children dangerous, and I absolutely do, what's worse? Keeping them all separate or getting them together so they're roving gangs of so child molesters together so that they, they can, can work with each other like right. other types of gangs do. For God's sakes, what a stupid plan. Let's go to the Only the here. government could do that. There, there's more to the story, but let's take your calls on this. Uh, Daniel is in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Daniel. Yes. Um, I wanted to respond to Dale. Uh, he was talking about treating people like animals. And um, I think Dale should be treated as a sovereign individual, but I would hazard a guess that Dale would agree with the statement that he is an animal uh, of the species Homo sapiens. Dale, would you agree with that statement that you're an a- you're an animal with? Well, it's just an expression. I, I don't. I don't really meant. I didn't mean to pick apart the 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 expression. I mean the okay, expression. I the did. expression. I, I just meant as. I mean, I'm just using the expression to talk about. You know. Obviously, there's, you know, if you look treatment. at how we treat herd animals and, you know, the animals that we eat and, you know, they're just they're right. just objects that uh, and, and we, you know, and, and I, that's I'm just using the expression. It wasn't a, I wasn't right. trying to make a statement about animals. OK, that's fine. Was well, that your I only point? To I have. OK, thanks, Daniel. Appreciate it. Let's talk uh-huh. to Joey Bye-bye. in Pennsylvania. Joey, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey, guys. How are you doing tonight? Just great, Joey. What's I got to uh, disagree with you on a couple of things. OK, um, good. You know, whether you want to, ch- I think there's a difference in sex offending between the guy who flashes his junk to a bunch of teenagers and the hardcore 
child rapist. That seems clear. I, I think that, you know, I don't know if any of you have ever had a family member experience it, but these people out there who molest and kill and rape young children, they they cannot be a, a part of society. Well, well I mean, why? They, Isn't it possible? Don't why? you believe because it's possible they, that they, they prey could prey on the most defenseless well, they prayed, or they have prayed on defensive, in, or, uh, in de- defenseless individuals. They have done those things in the past. But isn't it possible that uh, someone could change their ways? No, I don't believe so. I think it's a disease. I mean, that's what I have to tell myself when I think about what happened to my family. I mean, it's a disease, but, and it's an, to think that people can be that evil for a period of time and then not be, and then change, is it's you can't. You know, well, you're calling it. You're saying evil, and you're saying disease in the same. That sound seems to contradict itself, because evil implies a kind of, you know, expressive sort of willful intent to do something that that, that is knowingly wrong. Versus someone who has a disease, disease implies that they don't know that it's wrong or they don't feel That's that it's what I'm wrong. Saying. I have to tell myself that it's a disease. Okay. Because if somebody could be that evil and not be sick, then they do that. They need to be executed. You know, I, I, I'm, it, for me, as far as execution goes... Yeah, I don't believe in execution for any crime I, whatsoever. I, I, general, I don't. However, the reason I don't, uh, mostly don't believe in it is because we have a faulty system that isn't particularly good at finding the people that have done crimes. Um, I'm not saying that it's the best one we've got, but it, it is the one. And I, I feel that if you're going to make, uh, you know, if you're going to do executions, you absolutely need to be right. And when there's been a hundred and... You know, 200 and uh, something people released from death row in the last three decades. I find that to be a real problem. But um, you you do realize that the uh, the statistics and, and they're only general statistics. They say like sex offenders, but sex offenders are some of the lower ones as far as reoffenses go. Um, the the most likely to reoffend are thieves. Yeah, well, but I, but you, like I said, you have to look at what they categorize as a sex offender. Sure, sure. A sex offender can be a person who, like I said, exposes themselves. I think that he's referring to some specific sex offenses like we talked about earlier. No, no, I'm I'm only referring to the general ones uh, because it's very difficult to find. Because I thought I'd heard, too, also the same for child molestations. I mean, again, when it's mostly happening in the family with people that they know... Then once the family knows, and once the, once it's known, this person, you know, that, that people don't, <laughs> then they don't leave their children with them anymore. It's not like most of them are not going out and seeking out children. They're in a situation, you know, where they're taking, you know, they've got children in their care or whatever, and they've got privacy, and and that's the situations where these things happen. And 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 I'm not, it has, I'm not talking about justifications or anything here. It's a bad thing happening, obviously. I'm just saying that. It's not. It's the kind of thing that's that's you know. Once you know that that's a, that certain situation is uh, is what's uh, allowing it to happen, then it's it's relatively easy to prevent it. Joey, it, isn't it possible so. in your mind that uh, people could be convicted wrongly of sex offenses of against children that sort of thing? I mean, anything is possible. But so you want to put those people know, to death then? Well, I think that you have to have like any other death case. If you have DNA evidence. DNA evidence. Found on the victim. Let, let, let's come back here in a moment. I want to bring you back and, and discuss this if you got a moment. We'll uh, we'll t- talk to Joey some more here at 800-259-9231 and finish up the story about the camping sex offenders. It's Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Toll House Morsels. There are a million reasons to bake with Toll House. Find yours at VeryBestBaking.com. 
A balanced diet is important, but so is the occasional treat. Working with your kids to bake a dessert from scratch helps them to appreciate it even more, and it keeps them from resenting having to eat their veggies every other day. Plus, baking is a perfect excuse to spend time with your kids, since just being together is a treat. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, so enjoy those on us, including the bulletin board system with over 500,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about there, serious issues, fun stuff. You'll find it all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. Join more than half a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. Incorporate your business, create a will or living trust, even register a trademark. Empowering you, protecting you with common legal documents that people trust. It's LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL. To save an additional $10, it's LegalZoom.com. We continue taking your calls on the issue of sex offenders. I think they're one of the most uh, persecuted classes of people in this country, and it's just awful what's being done to them. Sure, they've done something wrong. Many, many of them have done something wrong. Some of them, in my opinion, have not done anything wrong, like statutory rape, that sort of thing. But uh, the ones that have done something wrong should be given the opportunity to reintegrate into society and to make their lives better for themselves. But the laws prevent them from doing that. In fact, people like Joey and all the anger that they have um, certainly prevents that from happening as well. Joey, you said you think they should be put to death. Well, I, I think that, like I said before, there's a difference. There's a difference between the kid who is in college at a frat party and sleeps with a 16-year-old. Mm-hmm. Not knowing, and then the guy. Let's talk about child molesters. Then you want to put a child molester to death, right? I want to put somebody who actively seeks young children, race and molest them. Yes, I think they should be put to death. Now, wait, wait, before you go on, um, I know Mark wants to jump in here, but I, I brought up the issue of wrongful convictions, and as Mark pointed out before, there have been a few hundred people that have been, at least over 100 people in the last 20 years that have been... About 220. Two, okay, it is over 200. No, it, it, this is since 1971. Okay. Released off of death row, and I don't mean having their sentences commuted. Death I mean, row, that's... released. Click, click, out they walk. Right. Now, you don't normally get uh, death row for child molestation, so the question is, how many people are in jail for child molestation? that actually did not do it. And you said, well, DNA evidence, DNA and, evidence. And, 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 and considering that a lot of times maybe the child is the only witness exactly. and how reliable of a witness is a child, you know, I mean, and, right. and what that's if mom what concerns is, me. You what, know? what if mom is feeding information to a child to uh, to get back at dad when dad never actually and, did and, anything? And it may not even be purposeful. Maybe mom honestly believes the child was molested and, and, and you know, maybe the mom is just trying to help the child come to terms with what happened and... You know, it's it's just a very ambiguous area. Trying to under well, trying to get that from Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. You have a forty-five-year-old man and a five-year-old girl who rapes and beats her and puts her in intensive care for three weeks. They find his semen on her in her genital area. It's it's lock, stock proof. Mm-hmm. What should the punishment be? Should he be given a chance to be rehabilitated and put back in society? Or do you consider him to be now a menace to society? I think, um, to to me, I think that he should probably get something like 25 years uh, in prison. And then at the end of that 25 years, uh, they should perhaps, uh, you know, try their best. And I know that this isn't easy to do, but try their best to, to conclude whether or not that guy is a danger to society. Of course, at 70, what difference does it make? 
how do you conclude that? I don't. I, the, the parole um, people what's, have been trying the, uh, to do you know, just that. But well, I would well, say, that say that he needs to pay restitution to his uh, to absolutely. His victims. I think that, uh, that, that too. I think that's a, that's definitely an important thing to think about. And uh, but frankly, I don't. I don't think in terms of punishment because I don't think punishment is is and and there's there's actually pretty pretty significant evidence to support this that punishment isn't really a good way of of either preventing something or making someone a a more a, a better participant in society or so forth. I agree I with that. I, I, I think we should be thinking in terms of, okay, keep keep children safe from the person. That should be the absolute number one priority is, is to prevent this from happening again to another innocent person, particularly an innocent child. And then think in terms of how do we re- rehabilitate the person. And until that happens, then I would want to keep keep any children away from this person or anyone who's well, in danger. I ask you this. Well, I ask you this. That same 45-year-old man, 25 years, the parole board says he's able to be released, he's been rehabilitated. Are you going to let him move next to you? Yeah. Yes. Assuming he can afford it. I mean, it sounds well, to me okay. like he, he, you're talking he about... He can a, afford it. You're now talking about... A, and you have now a five-year-old daughter. How, how did it... How did 79-year-old man. How did this 70-year-old... Well, let's I talk about a, the real world. How did this 70-year-old get out of prison and have enough money to move next door to me? I'm, I'm we're playing hypotheticals here. You're okay, right. okay, okay, let's, let's give you your hypothetical. Let's give you your hypothetical for a moment. You can't give hypotheticals oh, without right. saying, um, you know, you're just making up a bunch okay. of ludicrous stuff. Well, it doesn't matter. Look, I'll, has, I'll give you that. Let's say he's he living next to me. Let's say he's living next to me. When is he going to have access to... When is What kind of irresponsible father am I going to be if he ever gets access to my child? You know, him being right, that'd be the, you know... That, I, I don't. What kind of parent has a five-year-old child that is not within their care at all times, or someone they trust a deeply? A can parent, that's for sure. Thanks, yes, Joey, for thank the call. You. Appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to Anna, listening to KBYO FM in Louisiana. Anna, you're on Free Talk Live. <clears throat> yes. Well, I'd, I'd like to start off saying that there are millions of people that don't watch their children the way they should. Um, I think we all know that. I don't know if any any of you have ever seen it or experienced it. But there, if you look on any type of OCC correctional center website or anything like that, there are so many people, women included, who you would think that would be motherly to their children, but in fact, they're on there for child abandonment. abandonment. For instance, leaving babies in cribs, things like that, and they don't mind who watches their children, their drug addicts, or what have you. But the thing that concerns me is these children, sometimes they're too tiny to even defend for themselves, and most children are. And that that right there, I mean, what do you do? Uh, there, there are tons of women and, and child, uh, fathers, mothers that let their children wander the streets and ride their bike, and they're just oblivious to the fact that, you know, their children have been talking to strangers, or it may be their neighbor who invites them in for milk and cookies. It happens every single day. And also on the fact of <clears throat> treating, you know, people like animals, I'm not trying to make a mountain out of a molehill, but that's just a little bit disgusting to me. It, I'm, I mean, as no, far I agree. as labeling animals um, like that, I don't know of any animals that rape children, but I know animals that there eat are people each other. that do. Like, animals eat each other. So, I mean... Right, but that's nature, and that is... And that's animals what eat animals their babies. 
they don't go around raping children, so don't. They don't, eat babies. Do they that. eat their own babies. I mean, sometimes. wouldn't you? Wouldn't you rather have? <laughs> if you had to make the choice, wouldn't you but, rather have your child still alive after the incident? But I but, mean, but, so animals can be pretty rough stuff. It's also a, it's kind of a it's it's kind of a, a distraction because the point is. The point is, what is hurting someone going to do for the children? I, I, I'd, I'd be interested in knowing how do we prevent it. You know, how do we, how do we protect more children? What, you know, let's look at solutions instead of looking at vengeance, because that vengeance is never, is never going to accomplish anything. I think it makes things worse, frankly. I, I am interested in if there's someone who's truly dangerous to children. My thought is, why are they out at all? If they're really a danger to children. They should not be out. Like they should be uh, uh, being kept away from being able to harm anyone. And I don't right, think that, I don't I, I don't no, I don't mean punishment. I don't mean you know let's make them suffer for it. I mean let's just keep them. You know it, they may need to be restricted. They may need to be in jail or something. But but it, in order to keep people safe, not to punish them. That's not the point. Well, and, 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 the so. thing about that is it falls back to our legal systems. You and I both know that there is injustice in the world. It always will be. And, yes, there are people that are in jail for crimes that they didn't commit. But with that note, that's something that we will never be able to change. Oh, and I, um, why would you give I up so quickly? I mean, why would you just pass off the legal system as being unchangeable? I mean, I, I guess I don't blame you because it seems like it can be unchangeable. I don't, I don't mean that it's unchangeable, but I mean as far as, I believe that there will always be someone in jail who has been convicted of a crime that may probably be innocent. That's what I mean by that. I guess the most important... I'm sorry, Anna. I think the most important question here is, Anna, um, do you think it's right that we tell sex offenders that they not be allowed within a thousand feet of churches, schools, parks, and all that other stuff, and then not allow them to leave the town because they have a probation officer, um, and like put them in this with this in this situation they can't solve? Well, uh, as far as the schools go, I do believe that they should not be... Um, okay, it certain... sounds like it's going to be a long answer. I'll bring you back, Anna, if you want. Hang on, 800-259-9231. You can bring up what you want. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. You like the show? You want to help support Free Talk Live? You can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Now, when you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. It's that simple. Just get your shopping done and feel good because you're getting the same great Amazon deals you're used to. It's just you're entering through our special portal to make it so Free Talk Live gets a cut of the profits from Amazon. So, once again, that's amazon.freetalklive.com. Hey, would you like money sent to your PayPal account? Were you born in an English-speaking country? If your answer is yes and yes, then go to english.freetalklive.com and discover how to fatten your PayPal account by using a microphone, the Internet, and your English. Be your own boss and make money online. Go to english.freetalklive.com. 
Let's go back to Anna listening to KBYO-FM in Louisiana. Anna, you're back on Free Talk Live. Appreciate you hanging through there. Mark had asked you a question. And, Mark, if you could just recap the question real quick, and we'll let Anna uh, delve in here a little deeper with her answer. I guess I was was just asking whether Anna agreed with the idea of keeping sex offenders uh, a thousand feet away from churches, schools, and parks, and then um, keeping them on probation so that they can't actually leave the town that they – um, that, that these laws are, are applicable in? <clears throat> well, <clears throat> uh, as I was trying to say before, I believe that there is a different um, scenario whenever, like you were saying, um, people that are peeing in public and things like that. I think that um, we kind of have to take a look at what the scenario is, and no, I don't think that that's fair for people uh, that have done things like that, to be segregated away from everybody, but I I just, I really do believe that there should be different laws for people who have raped children and babies, and that may be a little off of what what answer you're trying to get, I'm not really sure, but I just think that their different punishments should be applied to different crimes, if you get what I'm saying. I believe that people, I firmly believe that men or whoever that have raped children brutally and babies um, because I know someone who is, who has done it, and I can honestly say wholeheartedly, I believe that they should they should be put to death. Yeah. I Whatever happened to forgiveness, Anna? The forgiveness yeah. can be found in the Lord. That's all I can say. Um, aren't you supposed to emulate? If, aren't you Aren't I'm you supposed sorry? to emulate? Like, if you are, are, when you say the Lord, are you, you are you a Christian? I am. Okay, so shouldn't you be trying to emulate Jesus? I know you can never be there because he's the, the you know he represents perfection, and we can never as human beings be there. But aren't we supposed to try to emulate? As if you're a Christian, aren't you supposed to try to emulate Jesus? I shouldn't say we. I'm not. A, I'm not a Christian personally, but uh, as a Christian, shouldn't you be trying to emulate Jesus? And, and it sounds like you're not even trying in this case. Hang on, let, let her answer the question real quick. But see, the thing about not even trying, that's, I could say the same thing. It seems like you have such a lack of compassion on this subject. You obviously have never, I, I can I have a lack of compassion? I can so? safely assume that just by the tone that you talk about this matter, that you've never experienced anything like this. I, I think that... that I think that you're mistaking that I do not want to enact vengeance and violence and hate against someone for doing something that I don't care about the victims. And that's uh, I think that doesn't that doesn't fly. Uh, Would you feel differently if I don't think hurting someone? I don't know. I I, I hope not. I don't know. I can't say that. I don't know. I'll be honest with you. But I I can say it because I have experienced it. And that's this is my opinion. You're entitled to yours. I'm entitled to mine. So I what do would Jesus that do? These people should be punished. What, what, what would Jesus, Jesus do? do? Yeah. Well, I do know that there are stories in the Bible about Jesus showing his wrath and throwing over the tables and things of that, but I'm not familiar enough with it to quote every line, but I can honestly say that Christianity is mistaken for gullibleness, and there's a difference between Christianity and just being flat out ignorant. And if there was someone in my neighborhood that was that had done that to a child or someone innocent, uh, you can bet your bottom dollar that I wouldn't give them the chance to do it to mine. Absolutely, well, that's, good. that's what that's a good, good parent's going to do. You should protect your child. And I just but, wonder, but me being a good parent doesn't necessarily mean that the person next door is going to protect their child. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, I got, I got that point. It's up to us as adults to protect these children. Sure. No one knows if these We're, people 
are going to be rehabilitated through whatever method right. is going but what on. What if they in are? Jail. That's my question here. Is um, what what happens? There, there has to be a certain percent of the percentage of these sick, evil guys that go to, goes to prison and somehow or another manages to change their life, whether it's for, through the power of Jesus Christ or whether it's through uh, you know psychology books or that they've gotten on their own or whatever manner it is that they're able to change their lives. Um, what about those guys? Should they have the opportunity to participate in society to the extent that they can have a family and they can live a normal, productive life? And should we set up laws that make it just plain old impossible for these guys to live? I, I don't think that the law should be impossible. I think that there should just be. It, but it is. Just, You've got See, guys living in the, the woods, Anna. Right, that's the problem, Anna, is when we have no compassion for these people, and that's what I hear in your voice, very little compassion. When you have no compassion for these people, then you, get, you brook them no opportunity to change their lives, and likely they never will, so then you have these animals that won't change their lives, and you have... I don't believe that, though, because there's, there are two sex offenders that live within a 20-mile radius of me, and they, they drive perfectly fine cars. They live in, you know, $200,000 homes, which is around the average around my area, um, may not be in yours, different but towns they have different. I'm sorry. Different towns are different. Like your town may it may be an, uh, there may be an opportunity for sex offenders to live productive lives after they've done their time. In Marietta, Georgia, they're living in a camp behind an office park. I mean, do you and think that's going to lead to good things? You, maybe they should move from Marietta, Georgia. They can't. That, they, they, really the probation officers that won't let them, and they can't go anywhere to get. Uh, the, it's it's difficult to change uh, jurisdictions. You should get out a map uh, as an experiment. Take your local area and take a map and to, and draw circles with a protractor a thousand feet around every church, every school, every playground, and see what what's left. And then imagine trying to find an apartment there. And a job. On a, on a, the most of them on a limited budget. Agree about the thousand foot whatever is the only thing that I could disagree about that as far as the church goes if people are truly trying to rehabilitate themselves then they should be able to have a choice to go to church Um, as far as the living situation goes there are thousands millions of places that you could live that don't involve Anywhere near a, a playground. I'm or telling you that, that there are not. The church is yeah. the sticker in this in this situation. She's right about that. How do you explain these people camping? How do you explain these people that are camping behind an office park? Parks? You think they want to? There are also parks are listed uh, here see, as well. It doesn't, it, see, the thing with the schools, Anna, is, is it really doesn't matter. These kids, these people are not stalking schools. Most sick twisted sex offenders are sick and twisted with their own families there and if they want they can drive a car to a park keeping the uh, you know making it so they can't live within a thousand feet of a park what difference that does that true. make that is true but you what think they're dragging the a cardboard box there i mean what i'm what? sorry that that is true but what about the ones who aren't what about the ones who do stalk children okay Fine. It doesn't, it doesn't if you, prevent If them. you make it so that they can't live near a park, then <laughs> what what have you accomplished? So like, that, that means they have keep... to walk over a little over a thousand feet to right. get to one now from now, their house. Now I have to just take my little sex, sex offender van and go to the right. park. Yes, the law says I can't loiter near the park, but... <laughs> the law also says you can't molest children, and obviously they did it. Right, so, but it, what's it's... the point in making it so they don't live there? Anna, thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. Your thoughts at 800-259-9231. It's just so sad to hear people that claim to be Christians 
just constantly advocating for violence, advocating for retaliation and retribution. Well, I think that I, I, I understand. That's not my understanding of Christianity. I, I, this is this is um this is this is something. What I anticipate when a subject like this is is uh is up for discussion is a whole lot of people that are obsessed with justifications and. I don't like to think in terms of justifications. I like to think in terms of solutions. If we have problems, let's find solutions for it. And justifications, I see just, you know, people are, when people are talking in terms of justifications, like when someone says, well, she says, well, animals don't treat their own kind this way, which isn't true. But the point was, she was trying to say, these people deserve bad things. They're worse than animals. And that's the justification. This is the thing they that, want to do something. They want, they're hateful. They want to, exp- they want to do something hateful to people. And so they're thinking in terms of justifications. And th- instead of thinking in terms of, okay, what are the best ways to protect children? What are the best ways to rehabilitate people if it's possible? Right. Well, or, I, and so forth. This and none is the thing that I've been violence. advocating all along when it comes to criminal justice is that um, sex offenders need to be treated differently than they're treated in our system. I do think that, you know, the fact is if a sex offender is locked up, they can't uh, they can't uh, reoffend. But I also think that there should be an opportunity for a guy to, you know, do his time, get out and then live a productive life. I think that there's that America's you know sort sort of known for that. I mean, if you're just going to keep them locked up forever, every guy that ever commits a sex offense ever, well, you might as well just start executing everybody in prison. Thank you uh 800-259-9231. There's more though. Uh you mentioned churches. We've got a little bit of detail on what it's like to be a North Carolina sex offender and attempt to actually go to church. This is Ian. Have you heard of the Millionaire Patriot? You should. He has a free handgun and five days of firearms training waiting for you. That's right. You can attend five days of world-class gun training at Front Sight Firearms Training Institute and secure a 30-state concealed weapon permit, all for pennies on the dollar. Plus, if you act fast, the Millionaire Patriot will give you a free Springfield Armory XD pistol in the caliber of your choice. Now is the time. You and your family need to be armed and trained to levels that exceed law enforcement and military standards. Front Sight provides such training without any boot camp mentality or drill instructor attitudes. And the Millionaire Patriot is paying his own money to help you get it. This is real. Thousands have already taken advantage of it, and you should too. Don't miss out. Secure a Front Sight defensive handgun course plus 30-state concealed weapon permit for pennies on the dollar and get your free handgun. Go to FrontSight.com today. That's F-R-O-N-T-S-I-G-H-T dot com. Go to FrontSight.com for your training and free gun. Again, that's FrontSite.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial in toll-free. We launch here into the second hour of the show. 1-800-259-9231. That's the number for you to take control of the airwaves. It's Ian here with you. And Dale. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at FreeTalkLive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We go right into your phone calls. Rich is in Missouri. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Rich. Rich in Missouri. Hello. Oh, Are hey. You... Uh, can you hear me? You are on the air, Rich. Hey, uh, I heard your discussion about sex offenders, and I actually had this exact same conversation with a friend a couple years back. He's always, you know, he's pulling out these, uh, you know, these one-liners. I was like, oh, you don't understand. You've never had children, and he had just had a baby, and, you know, he was just, utterly afraid of sex offenders everywhere. Mm. And I wanted to make the point that if these people are so bad that they have to be monitored and tracked and ankle bracelet and paroled and everything, why were they let out of jail in the first place? And if they have been educated to uh, have served their time, 
why in the world are we still looking at them and tracking them or whatever? This seems ridiculous. I, I'm completely with you. I, I understand if there if there really is the belief that they're not safe amount, uh, out in society, then why are they out in society? Uh, you know, to me, it's 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 um. You you, may, you come to the decision whether they whether they, you can they be trusted out in society or not. You just and and you either keep them in or you let them out because all these things they're trying to do aren't going to protect children. You know they're putting them no. out in society. It's just like it's just sort of it's it's totally just mental masturbation. It's just making people feel safer right, for weird is. arbitrary reasons. Right, right. It's, it's placation for everybody that's scared stiffless of sex offenders. They're so bad at taking care of their children. They don't know where they are at any point. They're, you know, they're just so scared that they're such a bad parent that, you know, some sex offender is going to jump out from behind right. a tree without the guy that's worried about school. it. The guy that's worried about it isn't a bad parent. He's just worried um, the, of this, of this, you know, this, this predator that we've been told about. He's a bad parent. What's that? He's worried that he's a bad parent. Like, well, he's it's, it's sort of. Paranoid. No, he's worried of this specter, this guy that's going to swoop in when he's turned away for a moment and, and mm-hmm. grab his child, when, in fact, the these rules that they create uh, that, that make it so that a, a, a sex offender that's been released from prison, and the fact is they are people, um, that is then not allowed within a 1,000 feet of churches, schools, and uh, parks, these laws make it so difficult that there's, you know, the story we're reading here, a dozen of them were living in the frickin' woods, which is where the parole officers told them to live as a last resort. Resort. I mean, if, if when you put a guy in those circumstances, isn't he likely to reoffend? I mean, what does he have to lose if he doesn't I have? Free- I mean, they'd be better it's- off being shipped to an island and creating a new Australia, like a prison called sex offender island. They'll be a, <laughs> <laughs> they'll be reformed in ten years and participating in the market. Anyways, uh, thanks for listening. Thank you, Talk Rich. You Appreciate your thoughts tonight at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The sex offender laws absolutely create uh, create a false sense of security for people. And there's a lot of uh, a lot of talk in the media about sex offenders, and so it makes it seem like they're everywhere. You need yes. to be, well, they, they make great evening, evening uh, local news. They make great because right. that's the that's the kind of thing. Look, as worried as you are about it, that's what they're looking for in the news. The news is all bad news, and it's also so comfortable and safe to be openly hateful of sex offenders. You know, if you listen to all the people saying, "Well," and they love to pull out the most horrid, horrific. Thing that they can paint a picture in your mind of of someone raping a small baby and all, and and they take these horrible pictures so that you can they, you know they want to stimulate your hatred and then they want to say and the whole point is like look I'm a good person because I hate these bad people and and I just think that uh it's um so it's a lot of it is is really you know I'm feeling better about myself because I'm against these bad people and and you know feel better about yourself by doing good things. And and solving problems and making the world a better place instead of hurting uh, this people. This is a cop out. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right about that. The other thing I wanted to point out is that parents that believe that they're being kept safe by this this system that is being so awful to these so-called sex offenders, it's an illusion. It's an illusion because number one, as you pointed out last hour, guys, these these people, this kind of scary uh, sex offender image that people have of someone lurking uh, in the shadows of the park. And waiting to snatch a child away into his van. Again, they, those things have happened in the past, but they're not the supermajority. The supermajority of, of children being molested are uncles and stepfathers and people like that that are very close uh, to a child. That They're not just running into a park right. and grabbing Your somebody. Your child, statistically, is far more uh, likely to be molested by you than by the guy that you are scared of. 
Now, well, I know you don't think that that's going to happen, so then you want to want to go after this guy that might be lurking And possibly out there. a close relative or a very close friend of right. the family who has access to the children the, the or other, whatever. The other Those thing people, to point yes. out here is that if parents are to go to a website where they the government claims, just put in your zip code or your address and we'll show you all the sex offenders that are around. Man, that sounds really neat, doesn't it? I mean, it sounds like, wow, you know, let's go and we'll find ourselves a neighborhood to live in where there's no sex offenders living there. And then we can just let our kids run free, right? I mean, it, the, doesn't it give people a false sense of security? Because it's only the sex offenders that have been caught that you know where they live. You don't know who lives next <laughs> so door ba- to you. Now, now you know where the bad sex offenders are. Congratulations. Well, right, they, exactly. The ones that haven't gotten caught are much uh, maybe more effective at uh, offending sexually. So, so it, it creates this illusion of security and safety for people, and may even contribute to parents being less uh, less apt to pay attention to what their kids are doing because they may believe, oh, we live in a safe neighborhood. It doesn't matter if Johnny's out there all by himself. You know, and when the guy asked me, like you said, when the guy asked me, are you going to let that guy live next to you? I and mean, he had done one of those, of course, painting the horrible picture. Mm-hmm. Are you going to let that guy, they, you know, he's been in jail for 25 years and now he's been let out. Are you going to let him live next to you? What am I going to do to him? Uh, what does like he to... think? I'm not going to go with... I don't, I'm not a pitchfork and flaming torches kind of guy. I'm not going to go to... <laughs> I'd like to point out that in most places... We're pointing out the uh, Marietta, Georgia, which has a bad law. In most places in the United States, you can't do a gosh darned thing about that guy moving in next door to you. Paint the, the dirtiest picture you want. You don't get to control in most places in the United States where a sex offender lives. So, well, you could enter into a private neighborhood with certain deed restrictions... And- I don't think they have deed restrictions for sex offenders. Have you ever heard of such a thing? Maybe you could make one. You could, but I <laughs> It's possible. You could own the house next door, and then you could decide. That much is in. true. Uh, but so, then you bribe my kid some kind of, God knows, the ACLU would be after you for refusing right. to rent to somebody uh, for, uh, you know, because they're a sex offender. Let's, I don't know. Let's talk to Ryan in Delaware. Ryan in Delaware, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey, guys. Ryan, um, what's, what's on your mind? Well, I, I think it's that. I think it's the classification of sex offenders. I think if you change the classification, like in murder, you have first, second, and third. If you change it from hardcore rape and molestation to, you know, that's one classification, and then statutory rape, and then flashing, and that that's going to broaden the area of punishment. I think, that's a, I, I think it's a step in the right direction. Um, I still shudder to think uh, what these incompetent boobs that call themselves probation officers and uh, that kind of thing. This the system. It's not the it's not the people that work in the system. The system itself is it, it just entirely incompetent. I shudder to think what it is, how it is that they're going to enforce what it is you're talking about. But I think well, you say there's you value say simply, you say. a hardcore molester has to live by this set of rules, but. A statutory rapist can live by these rules. Well, you know what? You know? So can, a, can a hardcore molester move out of the ru- rules that you have set up for him? Can he move into a, a, a better set and a better set after time goes on? I, I, I think that that would be some – I think that would be appropriate at some point, yeah. It seemed to me. If he could go, you know, ten years or five years or however long without relapsing or having another incident, then sure, he should be able to – then, okay, now you can live within a school. Now you can do this. But there has to be some form of punishment. How long does he have to live in the park before he gets to... (laughs) How long does he have to live in the woods behind the office park before he gets to to have to live within... uh, When when does he get running water and and shelter from the snow? That's 
completely taking what I'm saying and now, you know, making light and going directly the other well, way. Well, no, no, I'm not making light, but this, there's this a real situation. The condition. Listen to me. Listen, they are living like that because of the conditions set up. Let's say they are the worst kind. Let's say they're the first degree uh, molested an actual child, not a not a teenager, but like a child. They they actually, you know, they're real, you know, sex offender, first degree. Uh, should they be living in camps behind office parks? No, they should be okay. living in, in, in a house, absolutely. But there are no houses where they could... So where you they agree live. that the problem... Well, that, that, that's what I'm saying. You okay. have to reevaluate the rules and reevaluate okay. the penalty. Okay. I think you're far more reasonable than, uh, than many of the people that have called on this tonight. Thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. Give me liberty or give me death. Patrick Henry uttered those words in 1775. He died just 24 years later. You can avoid his fate by subscribing to Liberty, the National Journal of Libertarian Opinion, News, Investigation, and Intellectual Exploration. Liberty isn't just current events. In every issue, you can expect to see reflections, reviews, and reporting that challenge the individual mind. Get Liberty now with a free trial issue at libertyunbound.com and avoid an untimely meeting with the Grim Reaper. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Features including the shrine of female listeners. Dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their validated photo to show they are indeed listeners of Free Talk Live. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com. See it for yourself. And ladies, you can get involved at shrine.freetalklive.com. From creating new and old media to political action to civil disobedience and market-based activism, you'll find more pro-liberty activism than you ever imagined possible when you move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Learn more at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. We will continue with your calls about anything. It's Ryan in Virginia. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ryan. Ryan in Virginia, going once. Hey, guys. Hey, you're on the uh, air. I just, hey, hello. I, I'm calling in because I'm talking to you about um, uh, scientific proof and, and, and how that kind of works with uh, the way the world works and how that ties into uh, you know conspiracy theories and AGW and vaccines and everything else that you might think about. What's AGW? AGW? Anthropogenic global warming. Okay. Okay. Yeah, man-made global warming. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, um, so here's the thing: people's common sense is incredibly bad when it comes to evaluating things that involve statistics and uh, you know large numbers of things. We're just not evolved to do it well. Okay. So there are a lot of things. One second. I said okay. Okay. Well, so like you know. So, for instance, if if you were to go out and have, you know, five of your friends that got flu vaccines and two of them got sick, what would that say to you? That would say that flu vaccines make people sick. (laughs) But statistically, all this says is that two people got sick close to the time that they got a flu vaccine. Right. So that doesn't actually say anything about flu vaccines. It says something about two people. But common sense seems like you would actually you know, have some data there, but you don't really. So uh, it, it at least tells me that flu vaccines don't keep people from getting sick. Well, it depends on what they got. Well, yeah, but, you know, 
there's um lots of fun things about that. But let me see. Um, the biggest thing that I wanted to say was that it seems like you guys. I, I listened to the show where you're talking about the ten things that they don't want you to ask about vaccines. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like the big things that the big two things that you guys have problems with is there have been no random random uh, placebo controlled studies. Double right. blinded. Double blind random placebo controlled studies, right? Which is a lie. <laughs> okay. Um, which I mean, there haven't been any very recently, but there there's been a, a fair number of them. I've, you know, it a quick Google search pulls up a mess of them. So that's just a lie. Okay, so but, did you send um, that actually, stuff to Wayne because he'd asked you to do that? Uh, no, no, I, but because okay. um, Wayne's crazy, and I, I'm not interested in converting Wayne. Gotcha. Well, you're not going to convert me. I right. can tell well, you like, that. The, the problem Send here to someone right, with, with, with trying to convert us is I can tell you I'm not going to vaccinate my kid. Well, I don't do know. It. I don't know. I mean, I don't. Dale's I'm not, gay, not going to get a kid. I, I, and Ian's um, got Dale a could get a kid. Yeah, he know. could, but it's unlikely, right? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not hardcore against vaccines. Exactly. And I don't feel like Ian, I, I, I am a. Mark, I, I don't really, you know, your kid, whatever, that's fine, he's lost, but... Um, I'm not going to get really any flu vaccines, because that's like every year they crank out one in a, you know, in a hurry trying to deal with the flu. That That's just one I think is, that to me doesn't, uh, you know, I don't feel like I can get... I, that's not a risk, that's to me is a, um, a too much of an unknown, because they can't properly test, you know, that to a, to a, to a, de- a degree. Vaccines that maybe have been out for years and years and years and years... I uh I don't know. But, I mean, I, there's not really anything I feel a, per, a burning need to get vaccinated against right now. I've had vaccines already as a kid. Absolutely. And, and, um, um, well, and I don't have any kids. If I did, I'd research it more. Say again? The, the flu vaccine is probably one of the hardest cells because the, the flu is such a, a fast um, mutating virus. Exactly. They have to and update it every year. Well, and the flu, ba- the flu yeah, vaccine is a moneymaker. Really well, in some and, years it doesn't do so well. And, and, and that's the know. other thing is that it is a huge moneymaker and they push it. They, they, have, they scare people. They say, you know, they you know, try and uh, really they're cranking out millions of these things. and It's not that big of a moneymaker? Uh, <laughs> no, it's actually it's a, so fairly low, uh, a fairly low margin product in the uh, this grand scheme of the healthcare system. Then why do they bother with it? Uh, because it helps people. For the good of mankind, Mark. Well, you know, I, how many people have I heard that say that flu vaccines make them ill? Um, the vast majority of them, like I said, the human being is really bad at evaluating. That's right. Just ignore all of your faculties. Right. Right. Just ignore all of your Believe senses. us, we're the scientists. Well, so what happens now? You're, you're, you mentioned, here's the, here's the, real thing you mentioned the anthropomorphic. Uh, me, if it's this huge unknown thing and the flu, if I get the flu, I get the flu. I'll get, you know, right. uh, I don't, I don't, uh. You know, That's how I feel about it. It's I, I'm not interested in selling the flu vaccine to anybody. Like, I take so what it are you trying to sell? You're trying to right. sell people to get their kids vaccinated, right? Is that what you're Absolutely. trying to sell? Absolutely. It saves children's lives. It is – I would take – I would take childhood vaccines over uh, – not quite, but I would the, almost here's the take question. Why do you, vaccines over how do you come clean to that water. Con- how do you come to that conclusion? Is that based on Wait statistics? a minute. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Can you say that one more time? I would, I would, ver- I would come cl- – not quite. It's a bit of an exaggeration. It's a little bit of hyperbole. But I'd come close to taking childhood vaccines over a good water system. I mean, that's ludicrous almost. I mean, you're saying – It you absolutely don't- is not as far as the number of lives saved. Yeah, well, you know, all I have to do is say, come up here. Talk to the families and friends that I have that have not vaccinated their kids, and their kids have never been sick. They're in their teen, because, teens, and they've never been sick. Because their kids are swimming in a sea of people who have been vaccinated. 
Well, then, then and, I they, and every one of them that does it, and everyone that's near you eats away at that. And you're safer as an, as one unvaccinated kid in a sea of vaccinated kids than you are as one vaccinated kid in a sea of unvaccinated kids. So, do you work for the pharmaceutical companies? I absolutely do not. <laughs> I am just a. I'm, I'm a parent. I am interested in the health of my child. So tell me I'm about this. In science and, and anthrop- good science. I'm interested me- in the liberty movement, lot looking like jackballs. Tell me about this anthropogenic uh, global warming uh, thing where they found where they found the scientists uh, you know were were uh, ostracizing other scientists that disagreed with them and where they were obviously falsifying data. Tell me about that and why we're crazy for uh, you know vilifying scientists um, for that. First off, I've I've looked through what people have talked about. I don't see falsifying data. Um, I could see how some people would assume that was the case. I I don't see a smoking gun on that. Um, As far as uh, you know, stopping other you know, working on keeping their journals the way they want their journals. Yeah, sure. It's a little embarrassing. But the thing to remember is that this is one group. This is like five scientists we're talking about. This is not like all the scientists of global warming. This is the frickin' University of East Anglia or something. Which like, is, this is not, as I understand you know, it, one of the one of the pivotal uh, universities that are that are pushing this stuff. As I as it's been told to me. Now I certainly don't it's know. It's one of it's one of three or four or five groups. So I mean, at absolute worst, even if you assume that absolutely every piece of data that comes out of that group is completely tainted, and I'm sure that they're going to redo a whole bunch of the you know other groups are going to redo a bunch of the uh, analysis. Even if you assume that, that just means that 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 data is bad. But There's it, lots of other data. Do you see why I doubt sets. the data that comes from people that are incentivized from a financial standpoint to find certain stuff? I mean, how how long is the scientist that's uh, uh, employed to find global warming going to be employed if he says, no, this crap is false? Thanks, Ryan, for the call. Appreciate well, it. 800, thank you. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Uh, as we continue here, I want to, by the way, tell you that the website does have a lot of stuff, including the updates. You can get signed up, and we'll let you know whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live via email at updates.freetalklive.com. In fact, just sent one out today to announce that there's a brand new torrent online. You can grab the entire month of November, all of the archives, in one fell swoop for free at freetalklive.com. So get on the updates list if you want to know that stuff first at updates.freetalklive.com. How would you like to get a non-lethal weapon into the hands of your loved ones this holiday season with the stopping power that rivals that of a handgun? It's the Tiger Light. It's an incredibly bright flashlight with an integrated pepper spray. Its high level of utility comes from the fact that it is out and in your hand, unlike other weapons. And there's no expectation by the perpetrator that you, in fact, have a weapon. The Tiger Light gets, uh, you can get one today at tiger.freetalklive.com. It's a Christmas special rate, so uh, act fast. tiger.freetalklive.com. 
Okay, we continue here with your phone calls about whatever you want. Gordon is on the line listening to KBYO-FM in Louisiana. Gordon, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Yes, uh, I'd like to weigh in on the uh, the sexual uh, predator deal you guys were talking about earlier. Certainly. Uh, uh, you know, I, I know people who have been convicted of crimes like that who really were not uh, what I would call a sexual predator. Uh, I know that... Uh, I think two points. Someone needs to look. I, I believe what you guys say and agree with that. I think that there's been too much, really, uh, I guess too many rules thrown into the game. But I think that someone needs to take a look at how these crimes are assigned because this label sticks with people forever. Uh, it causes them a lot of, uh, uh, it costs the government a lot of unnecessary money. And in addition to that, it also uh, treats people unfairly in some circumstances, I think. Sure. Uh, also, the people, the ones I'm worried about are not the people that go out streaking across campus or, like the guy said earlier, uh, the people that jump on a subway and flash someone. People I'm worried about are the ones that really do commit the heinous crimes, the ones that uh, force herself on women and rape them or on a child. Right. Uh, and, and I think that uh, somehow uh, there ought to be some exploration into the brain chemistry. I think that a lot of these people... Uh, aren't in a right frame of mind to do these things to start with. I think there's something that's affected them, and I don't think that they've received the help that they really need. Uh, probably not. Uh, Mark, you were in prison for nine years straight. How much uh, right. help did you receive that you really needed? I mean, how, if there was you were in there with some violent, dangerous people. I mean, were they including really... a lot of sex offenders, and yeah. nobody got any kind of counseling at. All. I mean, there was very little. There was a psychiatrist that you're a psychologist that you could go to, but this is a thousand men and two psychiatrists. I mean, um, it's and, not about that. It, it, that's, it, there's, there's not going to be any help there. Yeah, so I definitely share your concerns uh, on that one, Gordon. People are just being thrown well, away. They're you know, just being thrown a, away well, and disregarded. I, I tell you, I had a, uh, I had a cousin who, uh, who was charged with armed robbery about uh, 25, 26 years ago. And uh, he and a couple of other of my family members were involved in this back in Tennessee. And uh, it, as, as this robbery was progressing, one of them managed to touch a girl in, 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 you know, on the behind or something. And uh, not only did he get charged with armed robbery, which they should have been, but he also got labeled with this, uh, uh, this sexual misconduct thing. And now he's labeled with that for life. Oh. And basically, Basically, all they were trying to do was get some money out of place because they were trying to buy drugs. So yep. uh, I think there's a lot of people who get charged with that that really, that, I mean, I wouldn't worry about him being around my kids. I know him, and I've never known him to, to uh, do anything like that except just uh, doing things, <laughs> going out robbing somebody. But, I mean, it's not like going out raping somebody. Gordon, thanks for the thoughts. Appreciate hearing from you tonight at 800 259 31. Uh, let's continue here. You can bring up what you want. You know, talking about bad parenting, just briefly, uh, somebody had mentioned last hour, one of the callers had mentioned that, oh, there's all these bad parents out there and that, you know, what do you do about them? Sure, you might take care of good care of your kids, but what about all these bad parents? What about the ones that are on drugs? Maybe they'll sell their kids for drugs or sell sex with their kids for drugs or something like that. And, well, legalizing drugs would go a long way to solve some of those problems. 
I mean, if uh, if in Gordon's case, if his brothers weren't strung out on uh, illegal heroin or crack or whatever the hell it was they were looking for, then they wouldn't have to go and knock over convenience stores in order to afford their habits. They could still be There's strung also- out, but they, they you know they wouldn't have to be doing violence in order to uh, to get the money to buy those things if they were legal because prohibition increases prices by thousands of percents. There's also science and statistics out there that, that show that um, legalizing prostitution diminishes the amount of reported mental illness in a, in a particular area. And I think we would all agree that people that uh, kidnap and rape and, and, and do those kind of things are mentally ill. Mm. Perhaps allowing uh, prostitution, with a, which, which is sex between you know, services provided by a consenting adult to a consenting adult for, for monetary uh, exchange, it's just a particular type of service. Allowing that would probably diminish the these you know rapes. It's just a guess on my part, but it seems to me that it is moral that they should be able to do that uh, that exchange if they wish already. So why not allow that and then have that added a benefit of well your kids don't get raped. Yep, I think it would make a difference. You know, it wouldn't stop all the horrific things that go on out there in the world, but it would make a difference. Let's continue with I believe Matt is with us in California. Matt, you're on Free Talk Live. Howdy. What's on your mind tonight? Howdy, this is Matt in California. Yes, sir. How y'all doing? Super. What's on your mind, Matt? I live in uh, Mariposa, and on Wednesday you were talking about the uh, incident we had down at the um, at the post office where the sheriff mm-hmm. deputies came in and said you have an hour to show up for jury duty or prepare to go to jail. Yes, that's yes. right. They snatched literally snatched people off the streets. Yes, that happened right here. Uh, a little bit of statistics for you. There's five thousand seven hundred and fifty jobs for the county. Um, in Mariposa, there's 18,000 people here. Jeez. There's about 1,600 people that work for Yosemite National Park, plus the state employees. So you're looking at um, over half of the jobs in the county are all state or state-related. Wow. And this is one of the freest counties in California. That's crazy. So... Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to moving to New, to New Hampshire as, possi- <laughs> as quickly as possible. So I, I take it you've signed up as uh, I, I take it you've signed as a Free State Project participant. Uh, yes, I yes I have. Excellent. About a year ago. Well, good. Well, um, we hope to see you here sooner rather than later. Right on. Anything else uh, you want to share? The thing I wanted to mention was that I, I am a farrier. Oh, oh, I, oh wow! I noticed <laughs> that you folks have have uh, have brought that up on several occasions as as far as being an anachronism. Uh, in this day and age, it is but, pretty much. Uh, pardon? <laughs> it is pretty much an anachronism uh, these this day and age. But uh, I, I know that there obviously people make a living doing it. A friend of mine made a living doing it, and, and that's the reason I, in fact, even know the word farrier. Right on. But it's an anachronism because not very many people use horses anymore, right? Is that the idea? Sure. Right. Well, uh, the the horse population declined until like 1950 something, and it's been on the increase ever since. Hey, that's great. So there, there is there is quite a market out there. It is one of the freer markets as far as uh, a trade is concerned. Regulations there, and that sort of thing. There are there are no regulations whatsoever. There right. there are only private um, uh, certification. There and you mean, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, you mean without, without uh, government regulations, there aren't people out there putting nails and bloodying horses' feet and uh, exactly. killing horses? It's, it's a free market. Excellent. Thank you, you for sharing. You must do your that. own uh, um, background checks or uh, recommendations. You have to do your own homework in order to, to hire a farrier. I'm glad to know that, and I appreciate uh, hearing from you tonight. Thank you for the call at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We continue here. 
imagine that. Without regulations, without government rules, the marketplace regulates itself? Huh. Who thought? We'll continue with Effie in the North Pole. Effie. Actually, we'll put Effie on hold because I wasn't paying attention to the clock. Hang on. 800-259-9231 from the North Pole. We'll find out what this is all about here in moments at 800-259-9231. You can bring up absolutely anything. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site, and those other talk show hosts don't. We give ours away free, so enjoy it. If you like the show, then you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll use that money to reinvest it in the show, getting on more radio stations across the country, bringing more Internet listeners on board with the program, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So head over to amp.freetalklive.com. You get perks, too, like access to the amp-only call-in lines, amp-only chat room, amp-only forum. Go get all the details. Get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com as we go finally to uh, your calls about whatever you want. We uh, we try to get Elfie on. It's apparently E-L-F-I-E. How do you pronounce your name? Yo, what's up, man? It's Elfie. Elfie, baby. Hey, Elfie. Elfie McFly. What, Hello, what? McFly. <laughs> what's on your mind tonight? Yeah, well, I got some. I got some for real, y'all. For All real, right. for y'all. What it is? I got a real question. I got a real question because, see, I'm in the North Pole, right? And they say Santa Claus is supposed to live up here. You know what I'm saying? So I yeah. heard. They, yeah, they say that, but I ain't seen him anywhere, man. I, I try to look in the, in the sky. Like last Christmas, it was I was trying to look up in the sky, trying to find him on my roof. And, man, he's just in, he in there, man. So, like, for real, for real, this is what I'm trying to tell you. This is what I'm trying to ask you. I'm trying to ask you. I got a for real question for you. All right, all right. I got this three-year-old daughter named Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown McFly. Okay? Now, what I need to know yeah, see, we believe in the Christ. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You do. Okay, okay. listen. All right. all right. Now, listen. Now, listen. Really, real quick right here. Some people say that, you know, they go all crazy and they say, like, okay, Santa, you know, if you re- rearrange the letters and it means Satan, mm-hmm. okay, that's, mm. and then they say, okay, because he's, like, omniscient and all that stuff, and, and like, he, you know, he can be anywhere and everywhere, and then he, he sees when you're good and you're bad. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I don't know. Well, here's my real question for real. This is for right. I know I sound crazy, but for real. Okay, now I don't know. My, I'm trying. I'm trying to ask. What do you think about? You were talking about parenting earlier. I'm trying to ask. What do you think about me telling my daughter about about Santa? Because you know she's young. She's out. You know, getting excited about Santa Claus, and I'm like, you know, I don't want to lie to her and be like, you know, Santa's for real, and I want to start off a relationship with my daughter. You know, lying to her like that. Hey, I'm with you. But. Yeah, but also at the same time, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, it's confusing because I'm trying to tell, like, look, okay, even Jesus, you know, it's like, oh, Jesus, a birthday, and they say the church and stuff, but 
it ain't really Jesus' birthday. No one knows when he was born. He was most likely born, you know, sometime in the spring or something like that. It's true. But, Very true. Yeah, yeah. So, so what I'm just trying to ask for real is like parent, some parenting advice. Well, there's a parent on the show here. There's a parent on the show. Mark, what would you now, say to that? Elfie, I think you have a legitimate question here, and I'm ready to, ready to discuss it with you, but I have a question first. I detect an accent, and I'm wondering, is that a genuine North Pole accent? <laughs> yeah, man, I'm straight up North Pole, man. Straight up. <laughs> I oh, recognize girl, it as girl, North Pole accent. Baby. What's wrong yeah, with you, girl, Mark? My girl, baby, she's, in the, she's on the pole, baby. On the North Pole. <laughs> All right. I'm telling you, man. When it comes All to... Right, so what's up? Give me some advice, baby. When it comes to uh, to, to parenting, I, I, as far as Santa goes, I've heard people talk, uh, you know, about not telling about Santa, and I think that I, I wouldn't push the, the the Santa story too far, but I also think that there's some value in the wonder that a child has on Christmas morning when they go out there, and the whole Santa story. I, you know, it, most kids figure it out by the time they're six year, six years old or seven years old or whatever. Um, exactly, uh, you know wh- how the Santa story works, and they, you know, I think that's a fine age for them to figure it out. Yeah, yeah you know that's cool. You know, because like you know, when I found out, I was so pissed off at my mom because you know <laughs> we grew up kind of poor. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, like one time we got these oranges for Christmas, dude. I'm telling you, like the local people gave us some oranges, and I was like, yeah, oranges, man, sweet. But let me tell you, but what I'm saying, I because I'm cool like that. But listen, also. <laughs> Listen to this, man. Yes. What I'm saying is my mom, she's like, we couldn't afford to get nothing for Christmas. So she's like, now I'm going to tell you, Elfie. Elfie, baby, listen to me, okay? Santa Claus ain't real. ain't for real, okay? And as soon as my, like, as soon as she said that, I didn't cry. I did, I got pissed off. I said, so you're the one that's eating all the cookies. <laughs> Thanks for the call. I can't believe it. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That's pretty good. My mom always said that when she when she was a kid, she 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 swore she got in her stocking each kid got an orange and a dime in their stocking. That was Christmas. That was Christmas. Huh? Hmm. Wow, yeah. that was it for you? An orange and a well, dime in the stockings. That was my mom said she got and uh I I think you I think people should just tell their kids about Santa as a story. You know, he's a great mythological figure, and just present him as a story. So, so you're just like, oh, there are other storybook things. You know, you're telling him storybook things, and you're not necessarily saying that it's true or not. It's just a story. So then would you... Tell it as a story. So, I mean, you're not a Christian anyway, so you wouldn't necessarily have a Christmas tree or anything like that, so... Well, I do Christmas just because it's you, you know Christmas. it's it's become a the holiday. It's so, become a holiday. Uh, it's become a what's the word secular holiday. So if you tell your kids a story about Santa, do you leave them uh, Christmas presents from Santa under the Christmas no, tree? No, I wouldn't go that far. In my yeah. house, we Santa didn't wrap presents. Santa's a busy man; he doesn't mm-hmm. have time to wrap everything. So, general, by and large, the presents that were unwrapped that that were there in, on Christmas morning were from Santa uh-huh. and then the wrapped ones were from mommy and daddy. See, I, I wouldn't do that. I'd watch the sh- I'd let, you know watch the shows cuz they're entertaining and they have cool animated stop motion animation Christmas movies Love with Santa things. and reindeer and all that. And if, but if they ask, like, is it really a Santa Claus? Well, no, it's just a really cool story. It isn't a cool story. And and encourage your kids to use their imagination and it's okay to pretend and things about- like that, but don't lead them down the road of thinking that it's a real thing. I think it's uh, you know, I actually I did a comic about Santa and 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 sort of an analogy to other things and you know like the belief in government like the belief in the state. I actually I did as you know belief in uh a belief in 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 a in a sort of uh 
over overbearing God that's checking on what you're doing, whether you're good or bad, and then he punishes you or rewards you and based on your behavior. And I, I tend to agree with what white, you're saying. He's got a white beard and he, I, I he's do, watching everything. I do tend to agree to, with what you're saying about not lying to your kids about what Santa Claus is. I think I think that makes sense. But then how do you deal with the issue of they're inevitably going to have friends who believe in Santa. Do you tell them to, shh, don't tell your friends? Uh, do you kind of bring no. them in on the secret? Or I don't think it. I don't think it's, I don't know. I mean, in my mind, I don't think it would be that big a deal. I mean, at that age, I'm not sure. I well, mean, you're, they, you're like you said, might... about six or seven, by the time they're out, you know, if they are going to school, whether it's a public school or private school or something else, at that point when they're talking to other kids, it's already Dale, out of the bag. Ki- the, I, I, was right? at, I, I was at school with other kids at six months old. I mean, less than that. Um, you know, that most parents have to put their kids in daycare. So they're already at school, whether school is mm-hmm. government school or whether it's private, uh, uh, you know, daycare up until the point that they're there. So they're, they're already talking to other kids. Well, they, you know what? I, they, they can talk to other kids and the other kids might hear, oh, Santa's not really real. And then those kids can talk to their parents and their parents can decide what, how to deal with that, you know? I'm just saying maybe it would be, I, I guess the issue I'm torn on is, if you've got a if you've got a kid and they're hanging out with other kids on a regular basis, and then the issue of Santa comes up and your kid knows the truth and the other kids don't, your kid might say, "There's no Santa Claus. My daddy says so," and they says it's just your parents. And then the other kids are going to start crying and they're going to be very upset. <laughs> yeah. And then the parents are going to be upset. Kid. Whose fault is that? The parents are. I understand. The parents <laughs> are going to be upset think, at though? you. But, but here, here the possibility is the parents would then be upset at you for telling your you know letting your kid in on a secret and ruining all of their fun. So, well, you know what? They have a religion that I don't share, and they're welcome no, you, to it. Whoa, but whoa, it's whoa, not whoa, my whoa, responsibility whoa. to to reinforce their irrational religious beliefs. So and I'm not going to. What, what religion? You know, what religion are you talking well, about? You, it's the same idea. What if you had a, a religious belief that I didn't share necessarily, and I told, and I didn't train, I didn't raise my child to be Christian, and my child is telling some other kid, "Well, oh, your God doesn't really exist." He's, you know, that's mm, not really the, the way. What, to, what are they going to say? And they might they're get mad say, about that. They're so, going to say those are the bad people over there, Jimmy say that but right. I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna <laughs> lie to my kid for the sake of some other kids for so, the sake of some other family well, that wants to go through that nonsense you wouldn't be lying to your kid you'd be telling your kid the truth as you were saying you would about what santa it really is it's just that you might ask your kid to not I, tell that to little bobby because you might hurt his feelings or something like that i, I don't know maybe maybe not i don't i don't particularly i, I guess be, it just i wouldn't depends. be particularly concerned about it i guess it would depend on how many uh friends if so, if you some have. other parents want to lie to their kids and perpetuate a, a little fantasy <laughs> um then they can do that but it's, but their, that it's means, their problem but what if that not means mine. they don't want their kids to hang out with your kid anymore what if that means that you aren't able to have your kids socialized with those kids are you only going well, to socialize well, your kid with other parents deal, you know, kids I'll, who don't I'll, believe in santa i'll burn Claus. that bridge when i come to it right okay. this is but, but this Ian, is where it all comes from. Ian, what do you do if, like, what if you do is, like, your friends say, um, what if, what would you do if your friends say, Ian, I'm not going to hang out with you unless you accept, unless you share my religious beliefs. And you got to become a Christian and come to my church. Obviously, and I, be your I wouldn't be hanging out with okay. those people. They're problem solved. Very problem solved. Okay, <laughs> move on. Um, <laughs> you know, the, once again, I have to say that we, the parents, really appreciate the input from you, the non-parents. However, once you get kids, we'll care a little bit more about your opinion. 
Oh, like our opinion doesn't matter. You've got a it kid doesn't. that's two years that's old. Fine. That's doesn't. Fine. You haven't had a chance to even approach this, so your opinion's as valid as anybody else. <laughs> I actually have to deal with the circumstance. I know that my kid's going to want to play with other kids. I understand that. There's more coming up here at 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. Hour 3 is on the way. This is Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We start right in by going to your phone calls. Ziggy is on the line in the U.K. Across the pond, Ziggy, you're on Free Talk Live. USA are going down, going down, going down. The USA are going down, going down, going down. You know okay. he's talking about soccer, right? Oh, I thought he was talking about the United States of America federal they government. They don't call it soccer, they call it football, am I right? Whatever. Yeah, yeah, we don't, we don't call it soccer. Is that what you're uh, referring yeah, to? The Is uh, it... World Cup draw happened uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and the uh, USA, um, the first game they drew was against England. That's correct. Now, hold you know, on a second. Is this the is this the big round ball that they throw through the net, or the smaller ball that's pointy on both ends? Uh, the, the smaller ball uh, pointing on, at both ends is rugby, and American football <laughs> is rugby for wimps. I just like to, <laughs> I just like to do that when people start talking about sports, and then they usually shut up. But, <laughs> I but go find ahead, go ahead. Sports to be so <laughs> silly, uh, but yeah, I mean, so you wanted to brag about your sports team, um, your well, nationalistic sports team, Ziggy? No, 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 no. In fact, quite the opposite. I was I was taking the mic. Um, in fact, I'm. <laughs> Um, I, I actually quite, um, anytime England are involved in any international competition, such as the World Cup or the European Championships, I kind of like it, uh, England to go out quite early because, boy, do people get jingoistic and national, you know, jingo nationalistic. And mm-hmm. it, that really is a brooding, you know, um, attitude, which is really nasty. Um, and particularly as I am actually not Brit- uh, English, um, you know, it can be very uncomfortable. In fact, um, the next summer I'm going back to South Africa to escape it, ironically. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, the, the thing is, that this country um, recently, it, it, it's become, uh, you know, more and more uncomfortable for, for, for people, you know, who aren't, you know, ethnically British. Hmm. Um, 
And, you know, I'm going back to South Africa, which, you know, of course is infamous for apartheid, but now, you know, celebrates itself as the rainbow nation. I mean, the, you know, the country accepts that, you know, there are different, you know, types of people, who, you know, living there. And, that, you know, I mean, for instance, there's nine different, uh, you know, official languages. That's pretty good. Uh, Ziggy, would you say that South Africa is more free than the United Kingdom? Um, in some respects. I mean, you can own a gun there. Um, hey, there you go. And, you know, there's no seatbelt laws. And in, no, in what ways uh, is it not? Sorry? In, in what ways? You've named a couple where it is more free. In what ways is it not? Um, uh, though South Africa have uh, a smaller population than Britain, um, it has a far bigger police force, mm. and they are far more armed and far more trigger-happy. Interesting. Um, you, you are talking about a country which is technically still a, a, a developing country, though I do think that's rather patronizing, considering that um, South Africa is the richest country in Africa. Well, very good. I wish you the best of luck on your travels. Anything else you want to share tonight? Uh, yeah, has, has Mark told you about the beer which got banned here? No. I, um, I did, you say I didn't tell you. I told you a show prep a couple of times. I don't know. Well, God, what happened? he never pays attention to me. <laughs> Go ahead, Ziggy. Tell him the story. Yeah, uh, well, uh, I, I'm sure you could dig the story out to, to, to check what I'm saying, but... Um, Basically, uh, a, be a beer was banned because, uh, according to the, uh, the the people who regulate the way alcohol is marketed, it encouraged excessive drinking. Um, but there's a clincher. They uh, the, the, they followed up this beer with another beer, which was like a really piss weak um, uh, lager called Nanny State. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So at least these guys have got a sense of humor. Thanks, Ziggy, for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. It's kind of like uh, the Manchester Brew Brewing Company's overregulated ale. They put that out because, in fact, they uh, there was so much trouble over just the label. They wouldn't let them you know, make the yeah. label they wanted, so they just changed it to put, called it overregulated ale and just printed it right on there. Yeah, it's, uh, I've heard some of their stories about what they've had to go through at Manchester Brewing, uh, ManchesterBrewing.com, one of our sponsors, what they've had to go through just to get these beers on the market, the uh, insane micromanaging of uh, the content of, of graphics. Uh, yeah, okay, you, when you look at a beer and you see the government warning and then there's all this kind of mandated text, everybody kind of expects that that's part of the regulations, and it certainly is. But you don't expect to find out that having uh, the American flag in, you know, put in some sort of critical manner on the, the, the label is going to be pro prohibited or all this other minor piddly crap. That sounds that, like First Amendment issues right there. You don't have any First Amendment when you're making beer. Right. When, you, yeah, when, you, when you've applied for a license, right. you don't have any uh, rights anymore. Right. Once, yeah. once you decide to go into business, that's it. If you want to earn money, then, that's then right. you have to exactly. give up your rights. No more businesses. If you want to, you want to survive in, in a world where you have to have money to survive, then you have to give up your rights. Let's go to Scott in Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Scott. Good evening, uh, gentlemen, Ian, Dale, and Mark. How are you? What's on your mind tonight, Scott? Uh, I'd like to discuss corporate welfare at its worst, and I'm going to give you a classic example, a concrete example. You're familiar with the New England Patriots, of course. Sure, barely. And you're familiar with Robert Kraft, who owns them, correct? No, no. I'm not. You're not? You never no. heard of Robert Kraft, who, who owns the New England Patriots? I don't pay any attention to football or well, any other sports, for that matter. I don't blame you. I hate it, too. But let me explain. This is a welfare. What's wrong with America? To make a long story short, gentlemen... $9 million was earmarked uh, for stimulus money to the Commonwealth of Massachusetts for, Brit for roads and schools and uh, bridges, what have you. And to make a long story short, the $9 million uh, is going to be built for a pedestrian bridge at Foxborough Stadium, which Robert Kraft owns. <laughs> Kraft is a billionaire. 
can easily afford the bridge, but he says, oh, no, yeah. you, you, Massachusetts, you can pay for it. Yeah. So he's shirking his responsibility, and the man's a billionaire. Did he and pay for the this, stadium? The reason why I'm bringing this up is this is just another example of how rotten and ruthless and greedy big business is, and that money could be used for, 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 for like I said, for hospitals and roads and schools in the, in the Commonwealth and uh, Massachusetts, and this craft is a billionaire, and uh, he should pay for it. He should pay he for should. the whole nine million. Did he pay, did he, the question, through? Scott, did he pay for the stadium? Because in many places, he, he the, may not have, the government actually. people, uh, yeah. the taxpayers pay for the stadium. I believe you're right. I believe what? that he, he, he's a very sharp businessman. To answer your question, I believe that, the, uh, as far as I know, the people of Massachusetts and, and the state of Massachusetts gave him all ki- a sweetheart deal, mm-hmm. all kinds of incentives to put it in. And mm-hmm. uh, I hate sports as much as you do. But I'm bringing this up because... I don't hate sports. I just don't care about them. Yeah, well, it used to be a sport. Now it's nothing more than a business. Yeah. And I'm bringing this up because this shows you how rotten business is, where he should pay for the bridge, and this could be used for schools and hospitals. Well, you know, it's, and, cheaper, the, it's cheaper to lobby for tax funding than it is to just pay for something. It's some, I mean, you, if you lobby the right people, you can just get someone else to pay for it. I remember this guy, um, and, uh, you know, he kind of said it jokingly, but he was half serious. Uh, there was some stadium that, that someone was lobbying to get it paid for. And uh, I think it, I can't remember who it was. I don't want to say any names because it'll be, it could be wrong. And, uh, but um, uh, some super wealthy guy lobbying to get stadium, a stadium built on tax money. And, and lobbying and explaining, doing research and showing how it's going to benefit all the local businesses and everything, mm-hmm. which is really very sketchy to begin with. And uh, and he said something like, uh, you know, half jokingly, he's rich. He sh- he's rich. He shouldn't have to pay for it. <laughs> Can I make one more comment? Uh, yes, sir. Go ahead. You, you've been very uh, fair to me. Uh, just re- very briefly about Afghanistan. Uh, that disturbs me very much. Uh, I agree with you. In the past, I've listened to your broadcast. This is just another example of Uncle Sam wanting to exert his, his power and his power and prestige in the world. Let's be honest. We want, our, we want the oil. We want the resources. Our, men, our young boys are, are, are being killed left and right. Uh, 5,000 dead soldiers, 37, I think it's 38,000 seriously wounded. $3 trillion, think of that, $3 trillion for Iraq and Afghanistan. We have nothing to show for it. We're not any safer. It's bankrupted this nation, literally bankrupted the United States, and a lot of it has to do with our very close uh, allegiance with Israel, alliance with Israel and, and the Zionists. And I say we need to get the hell out of Iraq. We need to get the hell out of Afghanistan, get the hell out of Pakistan, get the hell out of the Middle East. And, and, and if these politicians want to fight so badly, let them send their sons to fight in the war. There you go. Thank you, Scott, for the call. Appreciate it at 800-259-9231. I don't think the politician's sons should have to fight. I think the politicians should go ahead and fight each other. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. All right, let's... Give them uh, long, sharp knives and let them go at each other. Continue here, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind if you dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. 
Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can bring up anything tonight. It's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're totally free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, freetalklive.com, and those features include live streams, broadband version, dial-up version, webcam, listen lines. It's all free for you. Listen.freetalklive.com gets you to them for free. At Manchester Brewing, prayer warriors are standing by 24-7, ready to intercede with you and Lord Elvis on your behalf. (laughs) Manchesterbrewing.com. Good stuff. All right, let's uh, continue here. I actually wanted to continue, uh, and just since I have a few of these stories, get them all out there tonight, or at least get this other one. I've got two. Uh, get the the other one out here about the sex offenders. And in the beginning of the show, in case you were not tuned in at that time, we talked about a story out of Georgia, Marietta, Georgia, where all across Georgia there are laws that prevent sex offenders from going into uh, within a thousand feet radius or thousand foot uh, radius from uh, any school, park, or church, they cannot live in that area, they cannot loiter in that area, and they cannot work in those areas. And so what that does is it pushes them all out into you know the outskirts of town, basically, or into very, very small zones where they are actually allowed to find uh, the jobs or find housing, presuming the housing is available, presuming the jobs are available, which in many cases they're not. And in, certainly in the case of people that are uh, down on their luck financially, it's impossible to find somewhere to live for these people. So in the case of that story, it was about guys living out in the woods uh, in a little tent city full of sex offenders, so-called. So, But what happens when one of them is actively trying to you know, better himself? What happens when one of them is trying to reintegrate uh, himself back into the community? How does one go about doing that if you're not allowed to go to things like churches? Now, I'm not necessarily a huge fan of, of churches necessarily, but it, in many cases, they are good places for people that need help to get it. Yeah. Uh, in many many cases, churches are full of, uh, some churches, full of compassionate people that are willing to reach out to people that are in need and, and give them some assistance. So here's a story out of North Carolina over the Associated Press, uh, Raleigh. Convicted sex offender James Nichols said he was trying to better himself by going to church. But the police who arrested him explained that the church is off limits because it has a daycare center. So now the rules are different in every state. Georgia, just you just you just cannot go near a church. Uh, in the case of North Carolina, if it's got a daycare center, apparently you can't go near that particular church. Well, you probably can't go near daycare centers, and so therefore, you know, since it has a daycare center. So Nichols is actually challenging North Carolina's sex offender laws in a case that pits the constitutional right to religious freedom against the state's goal of protecting the public from child molesters. Nichols, 31-year-old who was twice convicted of indecent liberties with a teenage girl... And again, in 2003, for attempted second-degree rape, says, I just started asking the question, why? Why am I being treated this way after trying to better myself? The law gives you no room to do so. Mm. At issue in Nichols' case and a similar one in Georgia are daycare centers and youth programs and houses of worship where sex offenders can come into proximity with children. 
And sex offender advocates agree that some convicts should not be allowed around children, but they contend barring all offenders denies them the support that they need to become productive citizens. According to the policy director for the Southern Center for Human Rights, she says criminalizing the practice of religion for everyone on the registry will do more harm than good. With these laws, states are driving people on the registry from their faith community and depriving them of the rehabilitative influence of the church. And you look at this guy's case, he had been convicted of indecent liberties with a teenage girl. Well, then it was a second-degree rape after that. Right, but they're not saying that he's molesting kids at a daycare center or kids that would be at a daycare center, and that's what their excuse is. Well, there's a daycare center at the church, so you can't be there. But I was involved with a teenage girl. Doesn't matter. Sex offenders are all the same. You know, that's what the law is basically saying here. 36 states, by the way, establish zones where sex offenders, this is the number we were looking for earlier, uh, zones where sex offenders cannot live or visit. Some states provide exemptions for churches, but many of them do not. In December, North Carolina state legislators barred sex offenders from coming within 300 feet of any place intended primarily for the use, care, or supervision of minors. Now, 300 feet isn't really a lot. 300 feet is well within viewing distance of uh, of any of the, the place that they're not supposed to be. Three months later, Nichols was arrested at his home after attending Sunday services. He said he was floored to learn that he had been picking up, uh, picked up rather, because Moncure Baptist Church has a child care center for families attending services. He says, I believe wholeheartedly if it wasn't for God, I don't know where I'd be today. God's blessed me with learning how to live a better life. This guy sounds like he is interested in moving on, moving beyond his past. In Georgia, the Southern Center for Human Rights sued the state in part because the law there prevents offenders from volunteering in places of worship. The lawsuit brought on behalf of Georgia's 16,000-plus registered sex offenders is currently pending in federal court. So I hope it works out for those guys because it's absolutely awful uh, what is being done to them. It's awful how they are being persecuted. It's foolish. I, I have a di- like I said, I've said before, I have a difficult time, um, you know, feeling bad for some of the guys in this classification of sex offender. However, I don't think that the way that they're being treated by and large by the judicial system after their release really is uh, beneficial to them not reoffending. I mean, if this guy isn't allowed to go to church, what's that going to make him feel like uh, the, the the society in general feels about him? And and what what is his motivation for not going and doing it again? Jonathan Turley, law professor at George Washington University, said preventing offenders from attending religious services is another in a series of increasingly unforgiving laws adopted across the country. Some of the laws have pushed offenders out of homes and entire communities. Turley said that the case is part of a much larger group of cases dealing with the expansive sex offender laws. The state cannot sentence someone to life to a life of being an agnostic or an atheist without violating the Constitution. Some questions to whether the restrictive laws will lead to more crime. According to the legal researcher of Human Rights Watch, it's not clear that there's any public safety purpose to these laws. They continue to ostracize previous sex offenders in a way that could be dangerous in the end. If they can successfully transition to the community to include going to church, they're less likely to reoffend. Duh. Some lawmakers say offenders such as Nichols should blame themselves for breaking the law in the first place. State Senator David Hoyle, the Democrat who sponsored the North Carolina bill, said, I'm not denying him the right to go to church. He denied himself the right that. Or that. Justifications. If they are convicted, pay to file, they have given up a lot of their rights. 
And he's not. This is not a pedophile. No, either. he's not. There's a term for it. Actually, I think it's called a pederist, which is a term of. No, no, it's a phobiophile. Oh, what's that? A phobiophile is somebody who likes teenagers. Oh, I, I heard the term pederist somewhere. Pederist is pederast is uh, pedophile? A, a pedophile. Yeah, it's just an old oh, term. Oh, it is pedophile. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, a, it's I thought, like I thought that was the term. I thought that was the term for like being attracted to like young adults, really young adults, teenagers. Nope. And, Church leaders feel okay. caught between leading houses of worship where broken people can seek help and prevent criminals and preventing criminals from exploiting a place of trust. Joseph Green, the pastor of that church where he was atten- uh, the, the man was attending, reached out to him while at the same time assuaging the concerns of his parishioners. He said, I told him as long as he's honest with me, then we're willing to embrace him and help him focus and get his life back on track. 800-259-9231. Most church members were welcoming, according to the story here. You can bring up whatever you want, but it doesn't matter what the church members want. He can't be there because the law says so. Brilliant. 800-259-9231. Your comments on this or whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area. Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, one 800 259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free on the site, so enjoy those on us, including our Facebook profile. You can go and become a fan at facebook.freetalklive.com. That's facebook.freetalklive.com. And if you're looking for gold and silver to as a hedge against inflation or perhaps an investment because it is going up and up, I've tried to make it as easy as I can for people that don't know everything about collecting gold and silver coins at gold.freetalklive.com. I've put some uh, coins up there that, you know, they'll, uh, they'll allow you to get gold and silver in your hands, but you don't have to know anything about collecting coins. They're just really for their, the value of the, uh, the metal in them. So go to gold.freetalklive.com. All right, we continue with your phone calls about what you want. It is Keith in New Hampshire on the Amp Line. Hey, Keith, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's on your mind tonight? Well, I'm just I'm concerned about the sex offender stuff. All right, what about it? Is there it? any way if we can find out if there's any sex offenders near us? Because I'm kind of concerned. Are you afraid that someone's going to offend against your sex or something? <laughs> Maybe he wants to be offended against. Keith? No, seriously, do you know of any resources, guys? Because I know you're the answer guy since you have a talk no, right well, here. No, well, so. just because we have microphones doesn't mean we know much of anything. But you could always go to startpage.com and uh, look for sex offenders in New Hampshire, and you'll probably find one of those websites that'll... Look for a sex offender registry or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, you'll probably find one of those websites that'll allow you to pull that info up. And then you can go TP their houses or something. I wouldn't Oh, well, that, that would be rude. Yeah. No, no, what, not, what do you think about I'm joking, I don't suggest that. What about a murder registry? So, like, everyone in New Hampshire that's ever, you know, been convicted of murder, they're on a registry, too. Yeah, I'd be surprised if if that hasn't been proposed anywhere, really. 
You know what you bring up. What you bring up is a, an issue that is, um, you know, it's it's kind of interesting because uh, clearly being on a registry is it, it it's like a punishment. And many of the people who have committed these crimes were not sentenced to be on this registry, and the registry wasn't around at the time of their sentencing. So if say you committed a sex crime or you know in this case a murder. In 1988, and then they decided to bring out this registry. They just trotted on out. Isn't that a punishment? Well, that uh, and and if so, then isn't it ex post facto? Because well, you weren't convicted. That wasn't part of uh, part of the conviction that uh, that that you were supposed to deal with. Yep. Yeah, but when you're a sex offender, you lose your rights, right? Yeah, everybody loses their rights, right? When they get convicted of something. That's the idea. Okay, so I have another uh, quick question to change topic real quick, no, if I'm allowed. Yeah. Okay, so I've been trying this beer called Manchester Brewing, or that's the company that makes the beer, ManchesterBrewing.com, and I was wondering, they have so many interesting flavors. If I don't really want to try them all um, to figure out which is the best flavor. So can um, Mark tell me what his favorite flavor is? My favorite flavor is John Thomas Red. There you go. Mine too. I don't have a favorite. They're all good, from what I can tell. Thank you, because I don't really know much about beer. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. No, I don't. I don't. I mean, it all tastes... I can tell there's a difference between them, but if I have one one night and another the next night, I mean, they they all taste like beer. I'm just laughing at his shameless plug. It was cool. (laughs) It is good beer. It is good beer. All right, so uh, we can continue here at 800-259-9231. Now, here's a question for you. Since we've been talking off and on all night about this sex offender issue and that sex offenders that harm people, uh, we're just specifically talking about the ones that actually do real harm to people like children or you know, raping women or raping whoever. Uh, those guys are kind of, well, they have it hanging over their heads for the rest of their lives. What about when a cop harms a child? What happens to him? Well, I would suspect that uh, generally police are not uh, not subject to the same level of punishment as the rest of us. According to William Grigg over at LouRockwell.com, the blog, the LRC blog there, Will Grigg says that we followed all our policies and procedures, and that's a quote. Whenever a, poli- a police official utters some variation on that phrase, we can safely assume that he's defending an act of potentially lethal violence by one of his subordinates that normal people would regard as excessive and potentially criminal. Because that's what they always say. Whenever some cop gets busted for doing something naughty, they usually, 99% of the time, will exonerate him completely and act as though that they did nothing wrong. Yeah, recently, a couple days ago, on the December the 2nd, that phrase emerged from the tax-devouring skull cave of Captain Jeff Teschner, head of patrol for the Pueblo County Sheriff's Department, in an effort to justify the use of a taser on an out-of-control 10-year-old boy. Now, don't be confused. There was another story we talked about recently on this show that had to do with a, a young 10-year-old being tased. Not the same story. I think that, that was a girl, the last one we talked about, if I'm not That's mistaken. Correct. Deputies Mark Myers and Randy Mondragon were dispatched to the home of Daniel Bibby, the child foster's uh, excuse me, the child's foster parent, after Bibby requested help to deal with the rampaging child. In addition to damaging property, the boy had reportedly threatened his foster father with a pipe and stick. When the police arrived, the boy quite sensibly fled from the armed strangers, arming himself with a two-foot-long pipe. The child took refuge in a confined space between a camper trailer, pontoon boat, and a fence. This created a potential hazard for the heroes in blue, Captain Teschner explained. They couldn't get close enough to deploy pepper spray without putting themselves in danger. Doesn't danger come with the job? 
Isn't it true that peace officers used to be able to deal with misbehaving 10-year-olds without using weapons on them? Didn't they? Or are we all just fantasizing about the the halcyon days of the past where where the, uh, the they get to they get to be they they get to have uh both ends they get to um have their pie and eat it too they get mm-hmm. to be heroes who are constantly putting themselves at risk for the for the sake of others and at the same time they're Not always too much risk, they're always looking after number one right and they and you hear it all the time you know they're constantly concerned for their personal safety well, what about the safety of the child in this case or the safety of of whoever is out there who is not yet, even if you think they're they're criminal, you have to assume they're innocent, right? Until they're proven guilty. So, uh, you know, all these you know innocent people out there that they're supposed to be protecting, they're not treating them. They're treating them uh, like you know their 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 concern seems to be with their personal safety first, and it shouldn't yes. be if they're these big heroes that they're supposed to be. Story after story, uh, the Columbine is one of the most notable ones where the police are called to a dangerous situation, and the first thing they do is set up all of their police stuff, and they you know make sure they got everything all safe for the officers, safe to the maximum extent before they actually go in and attempt to rescue anybody that might actually be in significant danger. You can see it in in case after case whether it's a school shooting or some other hostage situation or something like that the cops take their they really just take their sweet time to do anything significant in any case deputy myers deployed the taser at the boy that is to say he shot him with a reliably deadly weapon causing him to drop the pipe the child was then arrested and booked into a local juvenile detention facility on suspicion of menacing with a deadly weapon In the world inhabited by the armed tax feeders and the media creatures who uh, retail their self-serving prattle, a small pipe in the hands of a frightened 10-year-old is a deadly weapon. But a portable electroshock torture device in the hands of a fully grown male is what? Well, it's an instrument of gentle persuasion, right? 800-259-9231. Of course, nothing will happen to said police officer. Well, didn't this work the way it was supposed to work? What do you mean? The kid's not dead. He's not injured he you know he's been taking he's taken off to the juvenile detention center and this time has been extracted right this time he's not dead i mean do do you feel like that was appropriate mark it does kill people sometimes is it is that necessary to risk the life of that 10 year old for the you know i mean rather than maybe just try and rest the pipe away from a 10 year old kid it's not i guess i wasn't there you got two fully grown cops and a 10 year old boy I, I, it seems like it was a tight circumstance. I don't know. I mean, I, I wasn't there. I, that, that's, I, 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 I guess I, I, I guess I was expecting more from this story. I mean, how about maybe persuasion instead of, uh, you know, maybe offer him some cake or something like that. <laughs> that you might know? have been, uh, you know, a place to start. Sure. Right. And they think they're a pedophile. I don't know how quickly yeah. they did. They can't deploy candy. Right. Yeah. Well, it works for a reason, right? I've got a lost puppy. Help me out. Um, but yeah, they don't think about that stuff. I mean, the cops aren't trained to think in those manner, uh, in that, in those ways. The cops are trained to escalate a situation and to get the perp or the suspect under control. Damn it, we're not going to persuade this kid. We've got weapons, and we're completely immune from using them. So let's deploy some tasers, shall we? You can bring up anything even in the remaining moments of the show at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it is your show to take control of if you want it. 800-259-9231. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live only moments remain. 
time for your call if you make it right now. The 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves here. You can also uh, get interactive with us online at freetalklive.com. If you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, one of the ways you can do it is by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link and Free Talk Live will get a cut of your purchase. Start your shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com. Same great Amazon prices and deals. It's just that we're getting a percentage of their profits when you enter through amazon.freetalklive.com. To Dave in South Carolina we go. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Mark, and Dale. Hey, how you guys doing? Dale, Good, sir. Dave, we're doing great. Um, I wanted to say something about the uh, sex offender thing. I think something that's a little bit different is uh, don't they usually reoffend? Um, like eighty percent of the time, or something like that. You know, um, I've I've seen, I've I've heard what you're talking about before. However, when I've looked at the data from departments of corrections, um, all I've been able to do is get broad categories like you know theft, robbery, murder, uh, sex offenses, and um, in in fact, sex offenses are somewhere around the middle of the uh, the scale as as far as who reoffends. And okay. um, now, now take into consideration, we are including people that are caught peeing behind trees. We are uh, including people that are having sex with somebody who's under the age, who may be re- relatively close to their age too. Um, so it, I, I, I don't have data on, um, in fact, you know, the 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 guy that you're really thinking of, that real sex predator, which I believe uh, is more like one in four or one in three of of people that are called sex offenders. I, I don't have data that I can point to either, and I actually will try to find it because I just. I, I remember there was a, quite an involved discussion on a forum about this. There was a, a local group in New Hampshire looking to try and uh, update some of these really archaic, uh, these barbaric um, laws that are keeping people from being able to find a place to live and things like that. Being um, And my understanding from that was that the, the data is actually um, – it's quite the opposite that, in fact, there isn't a very high recidivism rate. That's that's I hear that a lot. It's one of those things that just becomes a meme that this is there's a very high recidivism rate for sex offenders. And in fact, but uh, but I but yeah, I'm highly doubtful. I'm going to try and find out where the data came from that they where they. But I know that there was a discussion where where I, where it was presented that in fact that is not the case that the recidivism well, yeah, rate I is think very it's low. The perception, so that's probably why you have a lot of folks that really don't care what happened to them when they get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and they may want to keep them away from daycares and uh, churches and other things you guys were talking about. So just something to think about. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I'm sure that people don't care. I, I think it's a reason to keep them in if that's the case uh, uh, because yeah. you can't – the things they're doing aren't protecting anyone, and they're making life unlivable, and, and they're just they're – just, it's just a really absurd scenario. And so, okay, if that's the case, then keep them in or do something – Provide homes for them specifically where they have to live if you're going to be really extreme about it. But just these, all these are these rules when in fact it leaves them no options is not, is, to me, is not reasonable at all. And no matter, no it matter just what. goes to show what happens when you put a bureaucracy in charge of something as important as, uh, you know, making sure that guys, that our, that our children are safe. You know, then you end up creating more problems. Well, I have to agree with that. They rarely do anything right. So No doubt about it, Dave. Anything else you want to share? I know that's it. Thank you, guys. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. One of the things they can do fairly effectively, though, the government people, that is, besides bomb and and kill people, is to turn people against one another. They're pretty good at that uh, because when when the government exists, in general, uh, they are essentially a tool of violence. 
And this tool of violence is constantly regulating and controlling and creating new rules for people to follow. So inevitably, different groups of people want to uh, take control of that tool so they can force their way upon the rest of the population. So it's, it's pretty good at turning one group of people against another group of people, an individual against individual. And so here's, a, here's an example of, uh, of how they're effectively doing that over in the U.K. It's a, it's a game now, an Internet game. CCTV cameras, you've heard of them, right, over mm-hmm. in uh, the U.K.? They've got millions of them around. Oh, they're all over the place. Well, a new Internet game is uh, to be launched, which allows super snooper players to plug into the nation's CCTV cameras and report on members of the public committing crimes. It's fun. The Internet Eye service involves players scouring thousands of CCTV cameras installed in shops, businesses, and town centers across Britain looking for lawbreakers. Players who help catch the most criminals each month will win cash prizes of up to a thousand pounds. Wow, that's big. Pretty piddly, actually, at that thousand pounds, because it's per month that you have to uh, help catch the most criminals. So I'd imagine you'd probably have to be watching quite a bit in order to they're, make. They're it... only investing twelve thousand pounds for a lot of labor. Yeah, <laughs> a lot exactly. of time spent to try and catch people. Agreed, but a lot of the people that are going to be, you know, spending the most time doing this probably don't have anything better to do anyway. They're busybodies, so absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the Internet Eyes website will also feature a rogues gallery of the so-called criminals, along with their list of offenses and which Internet user caught them. Them. But uh, so they'll get their props. But civil rights campaigners today condemned the game, which launches in Stratford, wherever the hell, and branded it a snoopers paradise. They claim nosy neighbors could snoop on homeowners putting the wrong rubbish in bins, mm. and even Abner, mo- Abner, and even <laughs> motorists guilty of the most minor misdemeanors. Of course they will. But businessmen, isn't that the point? But businessman Tony Morgan, a former restaurant owner, said it'll give local businesses protection against petty criminals and act as a deterrent once Internet Eyes Patrol here signs are prominently displayed. He'll charge those who use the service, which could eventually include local authorities and even police forces, as well as shop owners, $20 or £20 a week per camera to have their CCTV included on the site, amounting to thousands each year. He said, this could turn out to be the best crime prevention weapon there's ever been. I want to combine the serious business of stopping crime with the incentive of winning money. There are over 4 million CCTV cameras in the UK, and only one in a 1,000 actually gets watched. Crimes are bound to get missed, but this way, people, but this way, people, the cameras will be watched by lots of people, 20, that's a strange sentence, uh, 24 hours a day. It gives people something better to do than watching Big Brother when everyone is asleep. We've had a lot of interest from local businesses, blah, 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 blah. So basically, what the way it works is players collect points by watching the cameras, which shows CCTV images in real time, and click a button every time they see something suspicious taking place. An SMS or text message along with a still image of the alleged crime is then sent to whoever controls the camera. They can decide whether or not to take action. The camera controller will send a feedback email back to the player indicating whether a crime has taken place. Players are awarded one point for spotting a suspected crime and three points if they see someone committing an actual crime. Players also lose points. How long before somebody creates a bot that goes on here and spams out SMS messages uh, to all the people that have these things and makes it uh, makes it to the point that this system's useless? I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, players, I guess they'd have to have access to the database of the users to know how to send out those messages. So that doesn't seem to. But you have to. I mean, you just get an account. You open up an account, then you're a user, and then you can, um, you know, click the uh, uh, suspicious button, mm-hmm. and then out goes an SMS mes- message. 
Oh, no, no, no. Uh, well, uh, players will lose points if the camera operator rules that the alert was not a crime. Yes, but you, the, uh, a bots can go and create accounts all New over accounts. the place. That's yeah. true. The game has been condemned by civil rights campaigners who claim it will encourage people to, sm- uh, to spy and snitch on each other. And they're damn right it will. Because most of the people watching these cameras are not going to see somebody get mugged or get robbed or see any sort of significant crime. They're likely to see somebody littering or doing one of their antisocial behavior things that they have over in uh, in Great Britain. I don't know if you're familiar with this, but out in uh, in the UK, they have the ASBO laws, where if you're doing things that are considered antisocial, it's considered a criminal thing. And and it's a fairly large category as far as things that uh, that are considered antisocial. And I wish I had an example for you of, of what it might be, but it, kind of what it, it brings to mind is some of the laws we have over here where kids are in some places prevented from wearing their pants, you know, low on their waist, where they're kind of showing their butt crack, that kind of thing. That might be considered an, an antisocial uh, behavior law over there. So you'll likely see a lot of people... Well, I'm, I'm all for people getting caught doing crimes that are, uh, you know, <laughs> things that they, like, vandalism, littering, things like that. I, I wish those I, I wish that those laws were more effectively enforced. However, um, it's the ones that you know they're they're bothering people that that aren't hurting somebody else and i'm sure that there will be a great deal of that this well, this has potential for good and bad well the problem is you know there's um th- when you decide that you're going to track and monitor and treat everyone like criminals because they might commit a crime and this is that's what i have a problem with and that's the whole notion of putting cameras everywhere and spying on mostly innocent people all the time for some petty little thing and I think at some point you have to decide how much how much is it worth giving up freedoms in order to maybe catch someone who's vandalizing or something. And uh, and that's that's what I have a problem with. It's just sort of the constant tracking and treating treating the things you have to do to lots and lots of innocent people who don't deserve it in order to try and catch one criminal. It sounds like it's going to be a real cash cow for the company if they can actually get businesses to sign on because they have to have the business sign on and pay them. Right, on these a are businesses um, closed circuit. Uh, so this is well, they're looking even... to get to the cops' cameras. Oh, I'm sure soon. they would. Uh, but but this is going to be a cash cow for them. And of course, is there a guarantee that you'll actually have someone watching, or am I just as a business owner paying this company to have the possibility that someone will be watching the cameras? Mm. Uh, if no one plays the game, then what good is it? Uh, All right, we're out of time. See you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com.